The Outrageous Fun Podcast. <laughs> That's not it. Are you ready? The Outrageous Fun Podcast? <laughs> I was going to cross my arms and feel terrible on the inside. Wow, dude. That's electric. What's up, everybody? You know what I was just thinking? What? You should get a shirt that says, what's up, what? everybody? That's merch. That's merch. Merch. Yo, we got to get on the merch, merch. game. Merch. I have another merch idea real quick. One of mine is rabbit hole responsibly. Yeah, that's a really good one. I like that, that one That's a, a good one. Yeah. Frankie, what do you think about that? Love it. You, yeah. need, you Frankie, need that. You Frankie, need that more in your life. Frankie might get that tattooed <laughs> to his thigh. <laughs> Rabbit hole responsibly. That would actually be kind of a cool tattoo. It would be a great tattoo. Good or just thigh. A, I might just a get good a thigh tin t- hat on my bicep. Dude, I'm not a bicep tattoo guy. I feel like you're just not a... You wouldn't get a tattoo that actually people would see, I feel like. You I would have... Like yeah, guy. I would only get it on places that you wouldn't see it. <clears throat> Your ass cheek. <laughs> Dylan has two booty tats. Right? Two. Two of them. Two of them. One on the left, one on the right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. About, I forget about the clover. Both of them. I for, both of them. I regret <laughs> and don't remember. <laughs> no, I remember one of them. Uh, that's okay. One I remember two. both of them, but 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 one I was very fucked. You up don't for. remember how you agreed to them? I feel it was just, just the dumbest kinda, shit ever. What? I'm just letting you know the delay started. Already. I we're, told we're, you. We're back to, all right. Are we so good? are we good now? Yeah, but I'm just gonna hit the record button twice. Three, two, one. So now we're back. We're good. Were we recording um, before that? Yeah. All right. Perfect. Okay. So we're just continuing. Um, yeah. But- listen, you make mistakes when you're younger. I yeah. got a tattoo. I have a shamrock on my left butt mm-hmm. cheek. I can't believe I've never said this on the pod before. I feel like you had to. Have said I've it. never I think you said talked this. about freeze the freeze tat. I've never told that story. Really? Yeah. Do you want That's to? a bad story. Well, we'll just sum it up. Dylan got his <laughs> little right. Your little. He's just my friend. Oh, uh, just your friend. He Dylan got his friend's name tattooed to his ass because someone told me I wouldn't. That was the reason. <laughs> Such I'm a, fucking stupid. The, that's the douchiest reason to get a tattoo, and I feel like so many people have tattoos like that. I I always say that my butt tattoos are scars from my past. Mm. <laughs> you know, but look how far you but, can come. Yeah, because you. Are no longer a person that would get an ass tattoo. Fucking like hell nothing no. in you would ever. Hell no. Two, two, three, two. Um, <laughs> yeah, hell no. Now everybody knows how to get into your phone. I love that. Damn. Yeah, you gotta change it. <laughs> Sucks. The, the government's FBI. listening. <laughs> the government oh, knows how to. Shit, they know so how to get a... my phone without the damn passcode. Yeah, code. they're already in your phone. They're just LOLing right now because you said they're like, LOL, now we have an excuse to get in there. But um, speaking of the government. Yeah. Uh, I don't so want to talk about my butt tattoos. No, anymore. we'll get away from the butt tattoos. But my parents don't know if I'm being honest. And my dad listened, so sorry, Dad. I got fucking they, tattoos. Your parents on my ass. still don't know don't about know. your tattoo. Don't know. Shut up. <laughs> really? They don't know, That's dude. So funny. That's why I just claimed Yo, up like so a, bad. You're like a preacher's daughter. I like- seriously am such a goddamn Catholic. <laughs> I'm such a fucking Catholic boy. It's such Catholic pisses boy. me off. That's Catholic guilt. Dude. I got tattoos on my butt. Yeah. I made a mistake. What? What, what of it? I'm sorry. Fuck it. Fuck it. Whatever. YOLO. It makes you who you are. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. That's hysterical. Now I have to tell a story really quick. Yeah, it's a quick one. The the shamrock tattoo is kind of a... I mean, it's really gone full circle on the shamrock. Should I tell the shamrock one real no, quick? No. Well, that one's a little yeah, deep. That that's kind of like deep. Yeah, just go with the freeze one. Freeze that's the one. fun one. Yeah, the fun one. And it kind of fucked up one too. So we're in the Jersey Shore uh, for a formal and... 
were drinking and just being idiots. And someone was just like, you won't get another ass tattoo. And I was like, I'll fucking do it if you pay for it. And my friend was like, Dylan I will, will do anything if you pay for it. <laughs> That's how flavor. cheap I was, Dylan bro. Is. Is. Yeah. No, it was. Is. 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 Um... <laughs> I'm safe. So true. <laughs> uh, and then this kid was basically like, uh, if his last name is Friesenhan, and we all called him Freeze for short. And we went to this tattoo parlor, and they were like, what do you want to get? And I was just getting get a Freeze tattooed on my butt. And they were like, uh, okay, what kind of font do you want? And I remember being like, make it the chilliest font you got. <laughs> and it's like the Slurpee font or like yeah. the icy font. Like the and there's little icicles in it, and yeah. it says "freeze" on my. It's actually kind of. It's better looking than the. It could have been Shamrock like, tattoo. It's better than if if it was like Smith or something. Like freeze, yeah. it, you know, freeze it's an cool actual name. word. Yeah, you know, like if you had Cormio on your ass, it'd yeah. be super weird. There like, was a like kid. A label. There was a kid who was. Do I want to say that? There was a kid who was one of my pledges, and he got my name tattooed on his butt. Really? Yeah, dude, that is. Gotta feel that's gotta feel good as you. Like no, I was you like, like you it? idiot. What you're gonna it? regret oh, it. for chief or it was chief. Chief. Well, that's not even really your name. Exactly. Thank so God. that's cool. That's it's fun. always funny when I hang out with kids from college and they're like, Chief, what's up? And I'm like, I forgot that the, that yeah. was my persona. Like, I'm no longer chief. Mm. I've retired. I've hung up my headdress. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, aliens are real. Oh yeah. So speaking of the government, uh, somebody from the Pentagon, a physicist. Yeah. I want to say. From the Pentagon, um, confirmed something that people. So, uh, almost a year ago, probably it was probably about a year ago that this documentary slash like conspiracy documentary came out called Bob Lazar, something UFOs, and uh, he was a guy who was supposedly like in the '80s involved in some sort of secret project at Area 51, and mm-hmm. people thought he was fucking crazy. And he said the government was coming after him, trying to kill him and shit, and. He came out a year ago, went on the Joe Rogan podcast, and told this whole story about how UFOs are real. And one of the things he said was that there was this element, 115, I think it was called, that was not like they were trying to replicate on Earth, but that's what they used to power these UFOs. And now somebody came out from the Pentagon and said there were materials from unidentified um, vehicles, they said, or aircraft, that were not created on Earth, and the materials are materials that they cannot recreate on Earth. So, aliens are walking among us is basically the moral of my story. And so, what what was your position on aliens before the original the Bob the Lazar U- thing came See, out the weird, last year? Before the Bob Lazar, even when the Bob Lazar thing came out, there was still a part of me that was just like, oh, aliens are real, and then just like didn't hold that as true at all in my body and just went on with my life. Because it's kind of hard to like wrap your brain around Cause what are you gonna allowing do? aliens to live amongst you. You yeah. know, I'm like, I don't know what that reality is. So it's just like, I just kind of tuned it in. I was like, all right, aliens are real. And then I'm just like, all right, but I got to go to work. <laughs> That's such a great point. You know? Yeah. Like, like until they're here, that... like fucking my shit up and like taking my job, then yeah. I'm not going to well, get <laughs> I, listen, first of all, you go to a job interview, it's you and like four aliens, and you're like, these fucking aliens are taking over the guy. Dude, aliens aren't going to show up on Earth and just start like applying for jobs. That's <laughs> not what's going to happen. We got a way bigger You don't know surprise. what's going to happen. They're not just going to like be speaking English, looking like normal people. Like, you don't walk know that. Jobs. What if they're you're here right. already? You're, what if they, you're an alien? What if I'm an alien? Whoa. <laughs> that would be so weird. I feel so subpar, if not average. Yeah. You ever you know. see like the, yeah, it's just like, what if half the people here are fucking aliens? Well, what my whole thing is they've found supposedly 
like a number of, of <laughs> UFOs. There's been a number of them that have been found. This guy said there was like five, I think, that like they were test driving and learning about. Where, where did the people that were in them go? Like this was in the 80s. Are well, they maybe breeding? there was maybe there was drones. That's what that's what one of the theories is because they're super small apparently and like whatever. So he's like, but like, have I met a couple human beings where I'm just like, you could be totally be an alien. <laughs> but I, I've definitely, dude. You want to know something funny? My dad always says this. There's like a few places in East Meadow that are just like kind of sketchy and just mm. like gather weird people. And like Eisenhower Park is there and there's like homeless people sleep in the park. So sometimes they just kind of like wander through town. And my dad has <clears throat> specific, my dad loves 7 Eleven. Huge 7 Eleven guy. I am the I mascot grew up, of 7 Eleven. I grew up on 7 Eleven. It's the best. I used to go to a 7 Eleven. They call me Bagel Boy. Ooh. Because I would go in and that I used to have feeds a, into your I used to have childhood a, obesity issues. <laughs> I know. You know, remember like Polly Pocket Houses? Yeah. So I was super into Polly Pocket Houses. We've gone over that before. But 7-Eleven came out with like a 7-Eleven like Polly Pocket like replica store. And I used to have a a replica 7-Eleven. And when I would build my fantasy world of like my Polly Pocket mansion, (laughs) 7-Eleven. That's when you know you're in a wholesome neighborhood. You have a 7-Eleven across I had my huge pink mansion on one side and then a 7-Eleven on the other side, and I was living the dream. Oh, that's so funny. I I mean, we all know. Best best produce in the world. But anyway, my dad always says that there are specific places in town, and he calls them space landings. Mm. And it just feels like you go to a place. There's a different energy. Like you go to like a Walmart or like you go to like a weird Walmart in like a weird town. You're like walking around Mm -hmm. just like. These people feel like aliens sometimes. Yeah. I mean, what I think about, and that's like fun to like joke about, but like in reality, what I think mm. about is. No, this is reality. Why, My reality. <laughs> yeah, they're aliens. What I think about is like, why, one, why are they here? They're probably just observing. Like, they're probably just like, oh, we have found another or planet of life. Because think waiting. about what we're trying what to do. What if they're waiting? For what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, but for real, like, so they're. They're doing basically what we're trying to do, right? We're going to Mars and trying to find life and stuff. They have this sick technology that allows them to go clearly further, faster, yeah, and can travel through space way more efficiently than us. Um, so what I look at it as is like a look, a look into like our future. Like if we can figure out how to make this element one fifteen or whatever that gives them the the power mm-hmm. that, to do these to have this technology, like that's what we're working for. So it's almost like a glimpse into the future. To I me. feel it. You feel me? I feel like, it. Like, what if it's just, whoa, what if it's just earthlings from a future dimension that figured out how to get to this okay. earth? That's their time machine. Yeah, because, like, if you go through space and you travel through space, you travel in time. That's, like, a thing. Is it? Yeah, like, you ever see Interstellar? That's a movie. Yeah, but it, the principles are real. Like, if you go, if you <laughs> go to, I don't know how the... I don't know how to describe You do know this, Matthew McConaughey no. didn't actually travel through time, right, no, Joe? The concepts are actually. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey like, was traveling through time in no. that movie. <laughs> you know what I'm fucking saying. He was in the bookcase. Don't make me sound crazy. <laughs> no, but if you. I fucking don't know it well enough to explain I know. it to you. Like, I wish you knew better than me so you can pick up my gaps. It's, though, that but, space movies, I'm always. Or time travel movies, I'm always. My brain's always in a pretzel. Yeah. Always in a pretzel. I, I, I love that shit, though. I love time travel shit. I always thought that aliens had to be real. Yeah. Like if we're if there's bi- trillions of stars, yeah. we're a planet on one star. The odds that there's not other life is like zero. Yeah, like there's the no universe shot. is so big. Yeah, we're just a f- little speck so of shit. And the fact that we're such a speck of shit, 
and people are still super cocky and like think they're the only person in the world. Yeah. You're an idiot. The thing, <laughs> There's the so thing many other people. You're so selfish that you're the only person in the world. And it's like, bro, you're not only not the only person in the world. You're just a tiny little speck in the universe, bro. Dude, that is why. Have some fucking humility. Dude, that's why people who don't do drugs, like don't do, don't smoke weed or don't ever do like acid and stuff, uh-huh. view people who do as like burnouts. Because those people kind of got so awakened. Like, the biggest thing that people say when you do, like, psychedelics is you become one with, like, the universe. And you know there's more to this universe than what we're seeing. Yes. Like, that's what people say all the time. Well, you could probably go the other way. That was your experience. There's well, some people no, that, No, but like, that's what people say. Just, that's like, a very... fester on clowns and then just have, like, a clown fear forever. Well, yeah, but, like, You've people had very who... positive experiences I've had positive with experience, drug. But I'm saying people who do it regularly... That's their general aura. It's like they, they, that's their feeling. People say that all the time. It's a very common thing. So I feel like people who don't open their mind to that shit mm-hmm. can't understand that they're not like fucked up. They just have a completely different view of this world than you do. Yeah. Like they don't think that they're the only people in the world. They're just like, I don't matter at all. There's so much other shit to this universe. You know what I mean? Like it's I more of like a wholesome vibe hippie that's why shit. they're like yeah they're like they're hippie hippies. they don't give a fuck about anything no they just like know that they're it's not that dude it's important. kind of fun being a hippie it's fun because it's like yo in reality why do you want to live your life all stressed out about yeah. like work and shit it's like you're gonna die <laughs> you're one of a gajillion different life forms in this universe why does like your financial gain matter in, in reality mm. just enjoy yourself but to do to everything enjoy in, yourself everything in moderation everything in moderation but you i'm need saying to make money to yeah it's just priorities you yeah. know let everything in moderation is beautiful yeah you know it's crazy how you grow up and you start to empathize with people who you used to consider drug addicts. <laughs> you know, I, I I empathize with drug addicts a lot. Yeah, I empath I can empathize with anyone. Find me someone. 100%. If you're that's be- called maturity. Yeah, you just and open mindedness. Exactly. You, you know? can find a reason to empathize with anyone, mm-hmm. and that's super important. Yeah, empathy really important quality. Important. You Look just drop in. Put knowledge. yourself. Put yourself in anyone else's shoes. You know, hundred percent. There's always a reason. There's always some sort of rationale. Like, behavior. I see someone, when I'm in, like, Harlem, let's say, mm-hmm. and I'm, uh, like, see someone who's just, like, kind of, like, drugged out or some shit. Like, I'm not just, I don't look at that person. I'm, like, gross. Yeah. I'm, like, I wish that how there was. How did they get there? I was, what like, happened? how did they get there? But I also wish that, like, there was some portion of my taxes going to something to help that person. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, that person needs some help from the country. Yeah. And we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. That's going to be a huge switch. Going forward, homeless people. I think. We've talked about homeless people. Yeah, that shit's fucked. Well, I've uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how deep we want to get into yeah. it, but the, there's a lot of reasons that, like, the homeless population, predominantly, is made up of people who seem like mentally unstable. Yeah, and the reason for that, from what I've heard, is that we used to f- like federally fund psych wards and like Yo, and shit like that. You want to go down a rabbit it. hole? Go down a rabbit hole of how psych wards acted in like the seventies and eighties. Well, I'm sure it was terrible. Did you see they used the to like corruption and, cr- and the, like yeah, crime but the treatment and, of it was oh, like yeah. they treated them like in Staten Island on the College of Staten Islands on my campus. There's like a closed down psych Makes ward sense. that there's been a documentary written about in like the seventies or eighties. And the documentary it was like they just had people like. In, who are like mentally ill, just like naked and like hosing them down with like water and shit and just like treating them fucking terribly. And like the c- conditions were like so fucked up. And like, well, the, that goes like that has to do a lot with like a lack of understanding and education. Like they didn't mental know, health, bro. they didn't know about that much about mental health at the time. And also, though, like, I love that they, they were getting, they were just like, just treat them like fucking 
shit. garbage. Yeah, it, and because it was, wasn't looked at as an illness, it was looked at more as you're so as like you're a, almost like you're a criminal. Yeah, and like they stopped funding those places, so then there was nowhere for the people who were mentally unstable to go, and they were roaming the streets. And then it since has not that has not been changed, so like that's they have nowhere to fucking go, and that sucks. There sucks. should be somewhere to put those people. But there should we're be. Good. I digress. We're getting yeah. down a dark, dark little hole. Yeah, uh, but it's a little bit of positivity. It in is there. positivity. The future. That's what our generation should do, and I think it will. I think most people agree with that. I think, uh, especially now with the defund the police stuff, like people are looking to where else to put money, and a lot of it is like homeless. Uh, man, I don't know how you would say it. homeless people management or management of like those without homes and shit like the social service aspect of it people want to put a lot more money towards what they should dude like what's more important like think of it if you're so if you're so inconvenienced by the presence of homeless people in your life in new york city maybe we do something to get less of them on the street like yeah doesn't that make sense but anyway joe and dylan for office <laughs> we're getting so uh ideological and just like things but it's true bro. getting so preachy i, I love it but very uh i was listening to tim dylan Who's, I, uh, I'm new to Tim Dillon. Someone, t- I, I've like seen his stuff before, and then I was talking to one of my friends, and he's like, you should give him a lesson just for a perspective. And he's just like, he's just such a, f- he just gives zero, mm-hmm. absolutely zero fucks. And he was talking, he went on this rant about like going to parties, and I think he's like 35. And he's like, I don't want to go to parties. Why would I want to go to parties? You know what going to a party, which a bunch of 30-year-olds is like? Everyone's got opinions. Uh, so everyone's true. got opinions. You go and everyone's just got opinion about this, opinion about that. And they got something they were thinking about. They want to throw a pass in. Like, all you are talking about is opinions. Mm-hmm. And then there's always that one person that, like, doesn't have the opinions. And that person's just getting fucked up. And then everyone's <laughs> looking at that person. Just <laughs> like, yeah, awesome. that person doesn't get it. So it's like, the only options is to, like, have opinions or just get fucking wasted. It's true. And it's like... He's like, I'm gonna sit here in my basement and I'm not gonna talk to anyone. I don't want to deal with that shit. It's so true. But then, but we're, we're, the... I'm saying we're formulating our opinions. Exactly. We're in the phase of life where we're like, what do we think that but we the... stand for? But the, also, the difference is like, I'm never gonna be the guy at a party to hear your opinion that I most likely disagree with because everybody's so dumb. So I'm gonna disagree with you, but I'm not that guy that's gonna be like, actually, though. This yeah. is this is the better way to think about it. No. Like, I'm not going to correct you. I'm just going to suffer through your boring bullshit that I'm going to hear. I would love to get have better a bad at time. that. When when someone comes out with a differing view that I don't know that well, I will probably just go, "Yeah, man, that's crazy." <laughs> yeah. And I won't even try and entertain it, but I should definitely try and get better at just like cuz I just don't want the confrontation, but you can well, do but, it in a way that's that it wouldn't thing, lead though. to confrontation, but it's kind of difficult to do. But it's different to me. Like people don't know like, I, if I want to have a conversation like that, I'm going to, you're going to know. But when we're at, like, a social gathering, I'm not trying to get into some sort of debate or, like, hear I'm telling you, views. though, that, like, as we grow older, that's just going to become normal. I know, because people just love validation on their own views. They need somebody to agree with them. And then when they don't, they yell at them and they, hey, oh, fuck, that guy's an idiot and they hate that guy. It's like, yeah. this is just an unhealthy existence. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, wait, so you... We've obviously we're diving into some weird stuff the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't, yeah, for sure. And I know I started to get really uh, nervous that the government was going to buy me. No, I was <laughs> <laughs> no, I was starting to get really self conscious about talking about these things only because I like in that con- when we started talking about it, you weren't that learned or like I was up very, to date. Yeah, so I was nervous that. 
nobody was really talking about this stuff, and we found the last couple of weeks that like everybody's talking about this shit. I think what and happened you was, ex- you- yeah. So in my eyes, I was like, oh my god, these Joe is so deep <laughs> in these conspiracy we gotta theories. Throw him a line. <laughs> I gotta throw my friend a line here and just like talk about some stuff that I find important too. Yeah. And it's like all these things are important. All of them are equally important, but to like grasp reality, it's like we gotta have the full the full picture. Mm-hmm. Everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. Everything ground in, yourself. Ground hold, yourself. Spin hold the, on. Spin the dreidel. Dearly. Spin the dreidel and then go inception mode and figure out what's real, what's not. Like you can't just dive in blindly. Yeah. Because then you fall into this pit. Rabbit where, like, hole responsible. Rabbit hole Straight responsible. up I say that because like it's 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 nuts out there. And Shoals says it says it said it really well where he's like we should be questioning we should you should the state take it all the, in yeah take we everything be, in. like you if you if you just fall into the narrative that's getting pushed a hundred percent you don't question it then how are you ever going to know yes. what control you have over your reality like but that's the way careful. i think about it but be careful like don't fall in too deep and like have to fucking climb your way if out. i'm being honest the past two days after frankie we're not going to talk about what i watch but i watched no some we'll shit. get into that when we'll, we'll get, get into, into that in like two three day. months maybe when it's a little bit more it's mainstream gonna be if like it another, ever becomes it's gonna mainstream. be like another week dude <laughs> it's gonna be like next week <laughs> like, like, back. uh i would be lying to you if i was sleeping in my bed alone because emily's not there like wondering if the government was going to kick down my door and kill me Dude, I haven't slept I've been in a week. I've been fucking paranoid as shit. And you've been alone all week. Yeah. I haven't slept in a week. And it was lightning one night, and dude, I was we, just like, this I'm is it. This dude, is it. 100%. I'm telling you, ever since we started getting these threatening comments yeah. on our YouTube video, I started I thinking like, yo, one, I feel like someone's going to kick my door and shoot me in the face. Yeah, death threats on YouTube are not Yo, chill. can we talk about that for a second? We got a death threat. We got multiple threats, but part we got of me a death on, threat on part YouTube. Part of me is like... That's ins- for what? Bro? Honestly, Come cool on. for us. Cool. Clout. Like, there's no way you make it... There's no way you make it without getting death threats, which sucks. Jesus got crucified. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate death the threat. The Pontius Pilate threatened his life. We are fucking doing something right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you gotta, if you're gonna get somewhere, mm. you're gonna get death threats along the sure. way. I just wasn't Weird that ready. that's our culture. Yeah, but it is weird. It's so weird. The humans are awful. But yeah, so I'm like, I, I accept that. But then at the same time, I'd be lying to you if like that didn't make me feel shitty. Yeah, it was be the like, first. I would have loved. Our, that's my first death threat. I would have loved if we eased into it. Like, give me a, like, give me 20 negative comments on this video. Maybe the next time you give me a death threat. Like, give me a warm up. Or like, like a more casual death threat. Yeah, not like I should shoot. I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face. That's yeah. what this lady said. She was like, I'm going to shoot you two in the face. Some other like young Asian boy said he would slap the fuck out of it. he's like i'd slap the fuck out both y'all and i was like though but would you though like that seems aggressive young asian boy yeah i don't yeah. know i definitely don't love the death threats but no but i kind of it, it, my point was like start when i started to realize how many people were so jacked up about this i just started to get nervous and paranoid and like couldn't sleep and shit right so that's what we were saying i was in uh long beach hanging out with some people that i have not seen in all of quarantine we're hanging yeah. out and it's like when you go, I haven't been socializing with many people outside of my circle, if you will, mm. right? Like I have a, a very specific By circle. By the way, Dylan's circle is a triangle. Yeah, it's <laughs> or you a, two. It's a square. It's me, uh, us two and it's Emily. Emily. It's Jasmine, Princess Pup. There's some other dogs in the mix, but it's very, it's very tight. And like we all went through, like whoever your circle was, like you went through that with your circle. Mm-hmm. So like when an outsider, like I almost felt like an outsider coming in to like they had like 10, 12 people. Like and we they've talked been about hanging this last week time. that like we're not and socially 
adept yet. We're like, not we're socially not... adept. It's like definitely some weird. It takes a second to just kind of acclimate yourself. Of the thing, the joke that I made of that you were like, this is a mediocre joke, but it was like I was saying. The oh, Instagram the, clip. It's like, well, what did that video, person know? I thought the video was mediocre. The caption was I'm, perfect. But I'm saying, like, but yeah. you go and you go see friends that you haven't seen in a while, and everyone's had very fucking insane experiences during this, so, like, it's hard to kind of vibe out how people did and what happened to them, and you're just trying to, like, get the full picture and story. And I could, like, we talked about a bunch of stuff, and I could tell at one point that, I mean, we, and we got into it. People started scratching the surface on, like, the conspiracy theories and like someone brought up Epstein and like that those things just started formulating around and I could tell that like the energy of the conversation people were like tiptoeing on like what they were choosing to say because maybe it, it, it was like a moment of clarity for me I'm like maybe everyone's thinking this shit but like very fucking confused on how to talk about it mm -hmm. because it's so insane yeah and, but I think something cool is I think because it's obviously it's People are so people are so open to talking about it now because of how crazy things have been. Yeah. How people are kind of looking for an outlet to not feel insane. But I think that this is gonna this time is gonna be so good for our generation in the long run, or like yeah. future generations. Because like, listen, at the end of the day, whether these conspiracies are real or not, the culture of questioning things is important. To make change. And I don't know if millennials were doing that before this. They weren't doing it fully. Like, they would question, like, what's in front of their face. And like, then just about, go to like, brunch. Yeah. And have avocado and just, toast and for then, $14. Exactly. But now there's no luxuries. You're getting stripped of your luxuries. Yeah. You're, like, sitting at home. Sorry. You're sitting at home searching the internet, and you're just going down rabbit holing. And then you're just all, after a while, you're just, like, it feels normal to talk about. Yeah. And we're, I think that's going to be a good thing. Yo, multiple people yesterday. You're going to like this one. Mm. Multiple people at different points. And they I'm did. so excited to hear what you <laughs> They to said say. it and like no one even picked up on it. And I kind of giggled to myself because multiple people at points was like, yeah, like sometimes I just go to bed. Like I'll wake up in the morning and just sit on my phone for like two hours. And I don't even realize how much time has passed. And someone's like, yeah, I got TikTok and, you know, I'm on it. And then next thing I know, it's two hours later and I hate it. And like mm. everyone was talking about it. And in my head, I was just going, cell phones, <laughs> cell phones. Wait, you sent me something the other day, cell phones. What was that? I don't know. A uh, fuck. You, that was my original freakout. Yeah, no, it was. That cell was phones, my OG panic attack. Cell phones, or was PTSD first? Cell phones and PTSD. PTSD they were combined. Were, were combined because I read the PTSD book, Dude, and then I so realized funny. I had the cell phone. It's thing. so funny to me that we always come back to the inside joke of like PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> it always happens because it's, so it's true. Because like, right now, because what were the odds that your dumbass was going to read a book about PTSD and get obsessed, and then? The and most then traumatic the most traumatic thing of our lifetimes was going to happen. Talk about reading books, Talk bro. about being Nostra Dillon. Yeah. Nostra Dillon. Well, I just knew my impending doom was coming, so I was like, yeah. I need to find out. And, that then, was it. and then some impending doom happened for everyone. Yeah, that's but I, I'm definitely wearing, this is something that's a little funnier, I'm definitely wearing my PTSD on my sleeve. Mm -hmm. Of just like well, because you want to be like a beacon for other people to feel exactly. comfortable with. That's their that's issues. my goal because it's just like what I went through, definitely traumatic, and there's no doubt I don't have some degree of PTSD from that experience. <laughs> and I'm wearing it on my sleeve, and I'm like using it to like make jokes. Like I'll talk about how fucking awkward I am in public. I'll talk about being in a restaurant. I did some like really weird shit <clears throat> because I in my head I'm like 
other people are probably doing this too, but they maybe not want to talk about it. And I'll just wear this shit in my sleeve. So I was telling Joe that like, it took a while for people to warm up to the things that I was saying. Mm -hmm. Like at first I was just like, Ooh, is this too crazy? I'm like, no, I'm just going to keep going back in and back in and back in. I kept doubling down, doubling down and doubling Doubling down down. (laughs) on some PTSD jokes and like just kind of talking about shit. And eventually they started nailing. This is really good for your psyche. And let me explain why before this, Let's talk about, like, SantaCon times, like, around winter. Me and Dylan went to a party in the city for some SantaCon party. And Dylan was, like, mixing and mingling with some of my friends that he hadn't seen in a while. And at the end of the day, Dylan was like, yeah, like, I feel like I was downing people. Like, I felt like every time I was talking to somebody, I was talking about real shit and everybody was getting down. I felt, like, weird. Now... Everybody's looking for a reason to be able to talk about that down shit. So you are like really lucking out right yeah. now because people like are looking for it as opposed to like life's really good. I'm not trying to talk about it's so your true. trials I and tribulations. It. Yeah, like, you know, people are now want to talk. About now they want it because they're looking for an excuse to vent. Yeah, and, and I'm here for it. Let's and we're vent here for it. Yeah, let's vent. Whereas before it was like people are trying Dylan to. Dylan just started bitching about his life to me. You know, but not I don't really, really bitch being, about it. I'm I, exaggerating. I definitely it winds up. Go into the conversation of like how how you doing like mm-hmm. how you really doing yeah like I was like, like oh, oh what's good. going on it's, like, it's just wait, like you're wait. watching TV oh you see that blah blah all right I'll talk to you later and then oh, it's yeah. just like you never said anything and I'm like so how you doing man and the guys like oh I'm doing pretty good I'm like how's uh, work and stuff and they're like ah oh, it's pretty good and I'm and like, like but, yeah you oh, joined you've been single for like two years like so how's that going you're like oh <laughs> like oh I'm not doing that good I was like bringing up people's problems that I think they like just didn't want to talk about <laughs> and it's like I'm bringing you to the forefront and like well, the cool thing is now we all have the same problems exactly. So that's why people feel comfy. It's that it's that group, it's a gateway community. Problem. It's a gateway problem. Oh, it's a gateway problem. Damn, people see people are gonna get more emotionally aware. That's what we exactly. need. Exactly, we need this. We need this so badly. We need this as a gener. Our generation was just wild and out. Our generation has seen so much change, dude. Like, yeah, like emotional and, and psychological we've gotten so much change. shit. And for we like get being millennials. We and- get so much shit for it because and and you know what's always so funny to me? Like, listen. To, in, from our parents' generations, like eyes and lens, are we a problem and like so different from them? Yeah, like I understand why they react to us the way they do, but you created us mm. in every sense of the word. You created us, so I don't get the like, oh, your generation is a lost cause. It's like, but you did this. You gave us participation trophies. You. Yeah, you gave us participation trophies, and now we're looking for a deeper meaning of life because we felt it never through our whole yeah. lives. So. Give us cut us some fucking slack here, you well, know. Well, we're just doing our thing. Yeah, we're just trying to make our way in the world. Yeah, just let and, us fucking do it. And you wonder why cancel culture became a thing. It's like people are getting bullied their whole fucking lives, and they're tired of people being allowed to say fucked up things. Of course, I would say this that like th- there was a joke about uh, like Chris Rock, like being in the workplace, and like any sort of like bully culture we, in the. We brought up Chris Rock a decent amount last few weeks. I watched this. I watched this full special. I really liked. You it. did. I haven't watched it. Yet. I gotta watch. Um, but you were saying something. Sorry. Yeah, and he was like, "We need bullies. The, the bullies need to happen. We need bullies because like you get bullied in real life. Like that's what that's happens." A good point. But I think like what, like we're trying to make all workplaces like positive culture. Like we don't want to get bullied in life. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. 27 years old. If someone's gonna bully me, I'm gonna be like, "You can't do that to me, bro." Yeah. No fucking way. I, and the the cultural switch now though, because Gary V started talking about this, is like as opposed to right now we're in this culture of shun the bully, like the bully's the bad guy, where it should be uh, like 
that's the kid that needs a lot of help. Like the victim yeah. of the bullying for sure needs help to deal with, cope with that. Empathy for everyone, but bro. But that bully, so, he's not just an animal. Like something's up. Yeah. Like he's insecure. He can't deal with shit. That kid needs help too. Mental health, dude. Everyone needs help. Mental fucking health. And that's just all I'm saying. I'm like, I just think that we can live in a world where everyone's trying to be happy. The Absolutely. goal is trying to be happy. I think that that can exist. And I feel like the older generation, that's something they don't like about our generation. They're like, you guys all expect it to be like cloud, like sunny skies and rainbows and shit. They think we live in this fairy tale world. It's like, no, we know the reality, but we would like to mitigate that shittiness. Like, yeah. why are we just accepting the evil and like darkness and shittiness of human nature? Why can't we try to mitigate it and make life better? Yeah. Millennials are fucking dope. Millennials are dope. They're fucking dope. I love millennials. Me too. Some suck, but... <laughs> um, but moving on. So, oh, actually kind of on cancel culture. So this week or last week, Nick Cannon got fired Yeah, from his podcast network for um, remarks that were considered anti-Semitic. And so the, we had watched the wrong remarks, by the way. Oh, we, we did? Wa- there, he did two things. He did one thing uh, that was talking about like melanated people. And like he was talking about like the importance of that, we th- the actual clip of the anti-Semitic remarks was removed from like all platforms. Uh, we didn't watch the right one because I read the co- the quotes and the comments were certainly like coming from a very uneducated place. But like he was educated on one side of the whole thing, but he wasn't educated on the other side. So it was what it just the problem with what he said was. That he, he wasn't painting the whole picture. That's what we always try to do to save ourselves from dealing with issues is like try to paint the whole yeah. picture. And he didn't do that. And he was sitting with somebody who had been uh, already – it was a rapper. And I forget what group it's from. It's from um, a tribe called Quest, I think the guy was from, I think. And uh, he had once before been labeled as an anti-Semitic. So you're having this conversation with an anti-Semite. And you're saying anti-Semitic remarks, and that was the recipe for, like, a disaster. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, the network, as a network, I understand why they fired him, but let me just say this. Like, I am against cancel culture for the sole reason that, aside from, like, really, really vicious remarks, when people come from a place of, like, ignorance in the sense that they literally are just ignorant to the fact that they're saying something disrespectful, like, wouldn't it be a little bit better of an approach? And you can correct me if you disagree, but I think it would be a better approach of, like, yo— that can never happen again. You need to apologize, like face what you did. It's better but to, to learn. just drop that person. I mean, it would be just, a better example for humans if that person, if you could like to get know, that person to learn why what they did was wrong and then try and like, but that's a lot to ask a person. It is a lot to ask a person, but he's even said, I think he's even come out and apologized for the remarks. And he also, but, he's, I think he apologized for the remarks, but then he also was like, but I won't bend the knee to corporate. That's and he sh- and listen, you shouldn't because the principle of just dropping somebody and listen, I'm not like a Nick Cannon fan by any stretch. I can't, I, th- I don't really think he's that funny. I'm yeah. not, I'm not like f- pumping him out because I love him. Do I don't even like him. Love Drumline though. Drumline number probably Drumline's top five one of my movies favorite, of our kind yeah. of generation. Drumline like, is such a good movie. Shaped our culture. I, almost, I could sing. I could think of oh. right now the whole. <laughs> I know, like, the whole last piece, we you know when they had, like, old music and new music, and I can literally do that whole... I get chills thinking about that scene. The whole last about, band scene, I could literally think of in my head. It's a great scene. And, uh... 
You know what I always think of when I think of that movie? I think of because I watched like a behind the scenes and Nick Cannon obviously wasn't really playing the drums. So all I what ever made it look like it made it look like it. So all I ever think of is the face that he makes when he's drumming. He's just like, <laughs> I always think he's just like. It's <laughs> fucking hysterical. I, I love to think that he wasn't playing the drums and that he was just making that face. <laughs> it's just that fucking is, that's great. Nick Cannon that's Nick Cannon's drum line for sure. But so my point is like it's not like I just love Nick Cannon. I'm trying to defend him. I really don't like him that much. But I'm so like a learn from your mistakes type of guy as opposed to just like you did one thing that was really stupid, done, gone. Like that's such an unforgiving culture to live in. Yeah. Especially in media or entertainment. It's like you gotta Especially, especially now. People are confused. Especially now with Empathy. all this shit going Teach on. Teach that man a lesson. And listen. You got to look at it from so many sides, like with the Black Lives Matter movement, like resurging and people now facing that whole like white people facing their own prejudices and trying to deal with that shit and learn. It's not like it's just white people learning like he's a black guy. He's still learning like the best way to view his because he has a very biased view on on prejudice and stuff from his angle. So it's like he's trying to figure it out, too. He did it in a shitty way, unfortunately, and he said some dumb shit. Which was based on a book he read. So, like, he was trying to interpret the book and he did a really bad job because he's not a fucking professor. So, like, maybe have him remove the fucking thing and apologize, but, like, make him atone for I it. I think but that don't drop when you're him. talking about this He stuff, got dropped from his TV network also. Yeah. Wild Now, which is a show he created. Yeah. It's like, damn. Like, when you're talking about this stuff, it's hard to speak in... If you speak in absolutes... Mm-hmm. When I'm when I'm saying something and I don't really know if it's right or wrong, I'm gonna let you know I have no clue if this is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if you speak in like absolutes and it winds up kind of coming out this way and like that's how you toned it and phrased it, it's harder for people to probably grasp that and allow forgiveness mm-hmm. because like what, what he said, he really did sound well. It was really bad what he said. Yeah, especially given the like history of what being an anti semite is. Yeah, and I can't explain it, but I listened to some stuff on it, and it it has to do a lot with. What he like? What he was talking about was very, it was fucked up. Yeah, and I don't, I can't begin to know what it's like to be Jewish and experience anti-Semitism. Like it's yeah. so bizarre to me. But and I've and I understand the the issue. It's similar to racism, same concept. Yeah. But it's like with the stigma being so. It's like you know the approach has to start being like learn from this, not like you made one mistake. We're gonna drop you. Figure it out on your own. Like you're gone. So- like people need to learn. He clearly had no idea what he was saying. Yeah, like, dude, Jew, to Jewish me, people it, take so at. like, there's so much. Well, they've Jewish like jokes mm-hmm. in culture. They do take a lot of shit, and it's like Christians. What is like a Christian trope? Molest little kids. Yeah, but like, no one ever throws that in your face. No, they don't, because most of the country is Christian, and that's what that's, I'm saying. That's, that's a problem. But that's and weird, also, though. and you know what? We we forget the shit and how that much Jews hatred, had to deal with, dude. Dude, there's so the much Holocaust. hatred and yeah. That was not long ago. It was 60 was years ago. Not long ago. 50 years ago. There's still survivors of the Holocaust amongst us with the aliens yeah, right now. with the aliens. Seriously, it's like we forget the shit that they've dealt with. And I I think it was Scholz that was saying this. Like, apparently, a lot of Jewish households, like, still raise their kids to understand this happened. It could happen at any fucking time. That's, Dude, why, that's why the Jewish Orthodox, community is so close. Yes, like, Orthodox um, Jewish people believe that their whole purpose is to like keep the jewish uh i don't know if it's race that's always the I mean, thing is, race Jew- and is jewish like when people are like oh i'm italian culture. and jewish you know what i jewish, mean jewish well, you know how that's always a weird thing jewish is the religion the 
because there's European Jews. Yeah. There's Israeli Jews. There's Russian Jews. There's but all I, sorts of. There's always people that one, are like, oh, I'm like Italian, Irish, and like a little bit Jewish. I'm like, I, th- I think I've been taught that that was like that's just like a misspoken. That's a, the wrong way to say it. Yeah. That's what I've learned, but I don't know if that's correct. But, but anyway, it's just it's so interesting that Jews Jewish people get so much yeah shit. And nowadays, and like Christians, we don't look at it as Christians the same don't as being racist. Shit. What the hell do Christians get? Christians get you guys don't get any shit. You're white supremacists. That's what uh, Christians get, I guess. Right? I mean, if we're if there's anything, that's it. I would say, mm. or at least right now. I would love to happening. know what people are really saying about Christians. Yeah. Well, it's also weird because people of all races and colors are Christian. Yeah. So it's like a weird thing, but people like it's similar to it's similar to racism, man. Like it's similar to what black people, the black community is doing right now, like banding together and becoming like a wholesome. They, I mean, I guess it's always been a wholesome community, but I just think the Jews, um, the Jews, it seems like are really about that, like togetherness as a group. Mm. Like they support yes. Jewish owned business. And now we're seeing a push with black people supporting black owned business for a while now. But I don't know. It seems like the Jews have like really taken pride in the community aspect because they just want to prevent that shit from ever happening. Also, yeah. something I always think about is, can you say Jews? Because yeah, sometimes it depends on the cadence of your voice. Exactly. But that's one, of those, the that's one of those weird words, though. It's the slur. Where it's like and, how you say it. Well, it's the slur. It's like you can say it in like term. a normal way and people aren't. But then it's like, <laughs> I'm going to do this. <laughs> yes. Do it. I'm going to do Disclaimer. this. Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> you could say either, oh, yeah, Jesus uh, Christ was actually a Jew. It's you, like, oh, uh, or, um, oh, what's, what's your religion? Oh, I'm, I'm a Jew and she's like, that's very co- common. Or you could say he's a fucking Jew. Yeah. Like that is the same word. Same word. But different sentiment. It's, it's a, one of those very few it's words. It's one of those words that you could say it. But you can't say it this and, way. And to that group of people, it's like saying it's the difference between saying like black and the N word, like to a Jewish person. But it's the same word. I wonder which is if so Jewish odd. people like being called Jews or don't like it. I think they. Don't, I don't think they have a problem with it, depending on how you're saying it. I guess so. I really don't think. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not Jewish. I have no clue. But I, I guess mean, if I you're talking to, a, I guess people. if you're talking to a Jewish people and then the word Jew came up in conversation, that would be like, why would the word Jew? come It's up? one of those things. Also, like if you say it with confidence and no ill intentions but you just say it and move on don't think twice about it it's probably taken fine but the second you say it and like start <laughs> to question it and get weird they're like is that guy an anti-semite <laughs> you know that i would that's do some so shit like you. that yeah that's the most uh, and i, I would have, have to explain I, i'm not I, I just said it and they're like i'm not uh i i love jewish people i'm sorry <laughs> I would immediately apologize. Matzo ball soup are the best. <laughs> like that's what you would fucking do. Yeah, I would put my foot in my mouth so hard in that. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those weird. Uh, that's definitely one of those weird things. Kanye West. What a, what a. Um, I mean, people have been talking about him all week because of his rally. Yeah. Which was ho- difficult to watch, to say the least. Difficult to watch. What did you see when you watched? Well, clips one of that person rally? I saw one specific one. And it was this girl was videotaping mm-hmm. him, and Kanye West goes, "Yeah, I know exactly." You know, Harriet Tubman. Well, actually, Harriet Tubman didn't actually help the slaves. Free the slaves, yeah. Harriet Tubman didn't actually free the slaves, and then it was ever filming. It was like, "Yo, we're going right." Yeah, now. He's like, "All right, we're getting the fuck out of here." <laughs> that was pretty funny. That, that was, was the, really funny. That was the one silver lining in the thing. But the one, the second I saw that was the first clip I saw. Yeah. Once I saw him say like Harriet Tubman just had the slaves go work for other white people, that was what he had ended up saying. I was just like, "Uh oh, like yeah. this is this rally isn't gonna go good." Like the fact that these people showed up and now they're get, he's getting booed already. I'm mm-hmm. like, 
this is going to be ugly. Just knowing that Kanye is like a vo- mentally volatile guy. He's yeah. clearly on this manic run yeah. with running for president. I'm just like, oh, shit. This is going to get ugly. And Same it only thing. got worse. Same thing of empathy for everyone. Kanye is straight up losing it right now. Well, the thing, this is, and it's like, I just think I he's look off at his him. meds, dude, honestly. I honestly think he's off his medication. I truly felt like bad watching those videos. I, I think like, during a time like this, bro, during a time like this with people's mental health, it's like mm-hmm. everyone's tuned up. Mm-hmm. The baseline 100%. of mental health is. I had a fucking mental up. breakdown five days ago. Like I get it. I have mental breakdowns. I have one mental I, breakdown a week. Exactly. If it's I like, don't cry on at least <laughs> once a week, you know how much I've cried in the last. Yeah. Dude, you, uh, I, you was should, wa- I was watching should Remember bring, the Titans just cried. Bro, you should bring a car to the city. Crying in the car is so nice and easy. You're locked in your own little glass box. You could just sob on the highway. Yeah. That's what I do. It's great and healthy. Sometimes, dude, you just um, crying, bro. People's mental health is just tuned up, and, and Kanye is at peak influence. The man has access to millions of people and is just not okay. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, he's no, not okay. He's definitely not at his full function right now. Yeah. And he ended up going on a, a like telling, he was trying to make a point about abortion and he was saying stuff about his marriage that like he never should have ex- disclosed. And it was just like, I think he said, he was telling a story about when Kim Kardashian called him that she was pregnant. She was crying when she called him. And his what he said to this audience was, you know, I was a rapper, so I had all these different girlfriends, and I couldn't stop thinking, like, oh, my God, did I give Kim Kardashian AIDS? Like, that, do you hear he that? He said that? Yeah, that's what he said. He, when he got the call that she was pregnant with what? his daughter. I didn't he hear thought, that. Because she was crying, he thought that she had AIDS. You saw this him. live? Like, yeah. that's a video? It's a quote from him from last week. He said Damn. at his rally. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So he says this, and, and I'm like... And I listen. I, I get the point he was trying to make. He was trying to say like, "Do you?" Well, that that was just an extra piece of information. He later was trying to make the point of she said she she was pregnant. He wanted to get an abortion because he wasn't ready to have a kid. Oh. And like his point was like, "I almost killed my daughter," but then she ended up giving birth. Obviously, right. so that was that the main was, point. That was but the he point went he was into to make. this fucking other thing and said this dumb shit. And it's like, yo, your wife, man. Like, she, you are going to be so divorced, like, yeah. after you're done with this situation. After it all calms down, like, you're really... So, I really felt bad watching all this shit. Hold on. Um, Time out. You're going to hate me. I'm going to have to... You got to pay? Yeah. I knew it. Mid Kanye chat. I know. I didn't know well, when to I'll, do it. It's cool. I'll talk to... Me and Frankie will have a conversation about Kanye. Um, What do you? What were your thoughts, Frankie? I love I love when I ask you questions and you give me that smile like you sure you want to hear my <laughs> you sure you want to hear this. <laughs> well, let's go. We'll go even further because and then we'll keep Dylan uh, posted in. But the biggest issue was all right. The the rally went terribly. There's all this footage of him having basically a nervous breakdown. He's crying. He's he's getting booed. He's bringing people on stage. He's like embarrassing people in the audience and stuff, which was like hard to watch. But then the Twitter rampage. Did you see the tweets? Only some. But yeah. And, well, he uh, deleted them all. all but he them? was like calling the Kardashians a white supremacist family. He called, oh, I did not see that. He called Kris Jenner. This was actually the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. He called Kris Jenner, Kris Jong-un. Like calling her like a dictator, like fucking Kim Jong-un. Oh, my God. I, honestly, that's probably the most realistic part. That is probably, that's what I think. She's. De- I mean, she's got to be fucking crazy. All those memes about her, like... Going to stop Kanye, like turn off Kanye's Wi-Fi. We're hysterical, but um, the Twitter rampage was just hard. It was like, damn, dude, you're just doing so much damage. But I think that 
you got Kim Kardashian responded in a really good way and was basically she was like approaching it from the angle of like mental health. She's like, you know, a lot of people understand what it's like to live with a bipolar person, but like you don't really know. And please keep Kanye like in your prayers as we as we handle this and and all this type of shit. She was going from a really positive way. Like, did did she have to speak out for sure? But the way she did speak out was really well done. I was, like, so impressed by the way she she uh, handled it. She, like, had his back. It was cool. But that's the way I think it needs to be approached. Like, people, like, of course the media is going to jump all over Kanye and shit on him. But there needs to be somebody speaking out, like, this guy needs some help, clearly. And for people that deal with that illness also, that would be a good thing to see. Did you see the tweets still? Um, no. No. They were, they were not good. I mean, it's... They it's, were really bad. He's having a... A full-blown, full-blown mental. And, I mean, that honestly, course, it was such an easy thing to for the media to jump on and, like, make fun of. No, but I think that on. you could tell now that this is a shift of culture. Yeah. This is a shift of culture moment right now, mm. and... The stigma needs to get... The is, stigma... Is about it's, to it's be a, overcome. It's like it is starting to break, because most people, would, like, in the 90s, would be like... This fucking asshole, blah 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 blah. He's gonna get him off stage. He's a joke mm-hmm. and all that shit. And now everyone's just like, ooh, mm-hmm. he's like, not doing great. But some people are still like, fucking Kanye's crazy. Yeah, like, but I think and, after, yeah, but, but, like crazy is not like a bad thing. It's like a, it's an illness. Like, yeah, it's and listen, you're talking to the person, a person who's so volatile and immediate to like jump on people. Oh, you're okay. But that's my, <laughs> <laughs> but, but. That's why you should listen to me when I say, like, the give the poor guy a break. I think most people do recognize. That was another thing that came up at the little hangout that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Kanye? And, yeah. And, like, one person kind of came out and was just like, yeah, it was fucking crazy, the things you said. Blah, blah, blah. And then everyone else was just kind of like, yeah, but, like, that's a mental breakdown. It is a mental And breakdown. most people were like, yeah. So it was more, it's like the Britney Spears stuff, bro. The Britney oh, Spears. Oh, the Britney Spears stuff. Well, she's clearly got her own issues yeah which that's the britney spears thing's really think about the fact that no one has come out and like made fun of her most people are like defending her and they're like 100 the way people i guess are like making fun of the situation is like turning this into this thing of like free britney mm-hmm. have you do you follow this yeah i followed a little bit and when i first heard about it i didn't know about her conservatorship where she's like yeah i didn't know that at all so when i saw her you've seen her videos right yeah they're she's, fucking weird and when i saw the first well, one she I just saw, looks you saw the well, one she looks she, terrible she but, looks terrible in the one where she was like hey guys like good to see everyone i'm back making videos again because and i'm gonna make a workout video but i have to work out in my backyard because i burned my, burn gym, my down, gym down yeah. and, and then just like i left a candle on i left or, a candle yeah. on and burned the whole gym down so anyway let's get this workout started and everyone's just like wait what the fuck well yeah so when i saw the first video i was just like this is cringy. Like this yeah. girl's crazy. At first, I was cringing. Yeah, and then but I was then like, I got educated on her mental state, and I was like, "Yo, help this chick out." But apparently, she's been she was like put in a mental hospital like within the last year. She's been in and out. Yeah. What's that deal? What's how? I don't, when did that happen? Was it from drug use when she like shaved her head? Remember that whole thing? Like, dude, she was seven. Like that is she what was in the fame, Mickey Mouse Club, dude. Fame was, can do to a person, bro. It, your reality is so warped, and people are just milking you for their own yeah, financial bro. gain at that age where you can't even know what's understand what's happening. I can only it, think about all right, to wake up the, and be forty and be like, oh shit, I was Britney Spears when I was seventeen, bro. Think about the most beautiful girl in your middle school or some shit the girl that was like treated different because she was so hot 
at okay. that for that age, right? And like that's a high. That's a high, a peak early. Like people are just treating you different, calling you beautiful all the time. You're in this fake world. Everybody in your middle school, all the boys are obsessed with you because you got boobs two months before everybody else. Like everybody's like, this girl's the best or whatever. Then like reality starts to set in and yeah. you can't function. You need this like. Now so, instead like, of having boobs in seventh grade, imagine you're being Britney num- Spears. You're the number one Pop superstar star in the world. on the planet. You're a sex symbol. Everybody's obsessed with you. Yeah. That's fucking, that'll fuck you up. Yeah. Dude, think about like, if not, we get one compliment properly. and I'm unable, you can't deal with me for like two weeks. I'm, I'm riding that super high. Like yeah. you, somebody said, Joe, nice haircut. I'm like, um, you're damn right. It's a nice haircut. Let's go get naked. Like I'm feeling good. You know, it's like, I can only imagine what it's like to live with that. Yeah. Same with Kanye, bro. Kanye's been, Same I mean, thing. he's been crazy for everybody. He's also been famous since he was like 18. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to deal with that. I could barely deal with the 75 people that listen to our podcast. I'm exhausted mentally. Like, yeah. I could only imagine having millions of fans there. When someone comes up to me in public and is either like, has been on a silent disco that like I didn't really know that well, mm. or like sometimes from it was happening after Barstool for a little bit, mm-hmm. and people will come up and like try and talk about that, I am by far my most awkward. When 100%. people are like complimenting me on that shit, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And it's we, yeah, exactly. I don't know what to do, and it's happening on such a minutely small scale. It's really weird meeting somebody knowing that they have this picture of you already. Yeah, you know, like when I meet people that listen to the podcast, I'm like, you know me, and we've never met. Like you know, which is cool, my, which is awesome. I'm happy to meet you. you know, it's, it's just awesome. It's just I, overwhelming. It's like, just, imagine that at a. It takes me. It is definitely, t- and I haven't perfected it by any sort of the means. Definitely not. But. It's definitely a work in progress of like being able to talk. I don't know. It's just, it is definitely weird. Yeah. Dude, Ed Sheeran. Um, I love Ed Sheeran. I love Ed Sheeran. Where has he been? I can't wait for him to release, drop an album. I know. Quarantine album? Is, yeah. It's going to be lit. So I watched Ed Sheeran do an interview with uh, Charlemagne the God. And he was talking about when he. Charlemagne the God's a tough interviewer. He's dope. He's awesome. He's he just doesn't shit. give a fuck. He'll say whatever. Yeah. But continue. He. Um, was asking that and Ed because Ed Sheeran now he moved he used to live in New York mm-hmm. and he was talking about like the level of fame he had and when he came out with like his first few albums like he would kind of walk around the city and every once in a while people would like recognize him be able to up like dude love your music and he was like ah oh, cool and it was like super casual it didn't happen that much then he came out with Divide what's the it blue was, album with the division sign Divide w- I right? would say that's a safe assumption right the blue album with the division sign be yeah. the one that's called Divide. Well, I, I just Doctor, wanted to make sure. Dr. Dillon. <laughs> yes, it's divine. I'm sorry. I'm just fucking chop. Um, Idiot. The one, <laughs> the song, like, Perfect. Remember that? And that was, like, everyone's yeah, wedding song. Yeah, my wedding song. But it's now the, I can't because everybody Everyone had it, that yeah. as their wedding song. And what else was on that album? The really popular Shape one. Shape of You. Shape of, Shape of You. Oh, no. <laughs> fucking the one, uh, Castle, in the, Castle on the Hill. That, that album was Bro, sick. Bro, I went to Iceland. I have to talk about this. I went to Iceland, and that song, that album, came out the day I flew to Iceland. Oof, good time. Good I was time my, for a new album. I was with my two cousins. We rented a fucking Fiat, and we're driving through the mountains of Iceland, screaming "Castle on the Hill." And that I get when I listen to that album, I literally get chills because that is, it was like the perfect setting. Yeah, for that album. you know what I mean. Yeah, it was like this Euro trip. We're in Euro, we're in Iceland. Like who goes to Iceland? Remember when everyone used to go to Iceland? Yeah, for that everyone one year. was going to Iceland for yeah. one year. Dude, Iceland's the shit. Yeah, it's like anyway. three hundred fifty bucks there. Yeah, well, it's expensive. It's expensive once you get there, though. Once you get there, it's expensive. Yeah, but, but anyway, but anyway, he was talking about how when that album came out, his like 
he thought that the previous album was like the most famous he was ever going to be. Well, he was like always would. he was like very comfortable. He's like, all right, this level of fame, like I'm super comfortable with. Here we go, I'm dropping another album, and then boom, he became Overnight. a fucking superstar, like top five artists out there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I couldn't walk around New York City, like I couldn't, I literally couldn't live my life, like I couldn't go outside without people like straight up harassing mm-hmm. me. And he now he moved back to his hometown. He lives in his hometown, he- and he bought like fucking like four properties and yeah. knocked everything down and built like a huge house he built his own pub he has Dude, his own he pub. has he has his own like he has multiple houses he built yeah. houses for his friends all so his he boys lives there with live his there. friends and his girlfriend yeah because he, he, he like realized that there was only a certain amount of people he could trust. Yeah. And he like lives with those people and he lives like in isolation. Could you, dude, what a so, really And good it's idea. like that's a way to he, he was talking about. It. He's like, that's the way I like protected my mental health. Yeah. But I almost think that he was able to do that because there are so many other examples of like how not to do it. Exactly. Like if like he Justin happened, Bieber kind of like turned his shit around. Like he was going down one of those crazy he was, paths. He and, like, was already fucked. And now yeah. he's like he's like a devout Christian. Like he had a, he had to overcorrect because he yeah. was. Yeah. Such a deep, but he was 13. Exactly, bro. The biggest star in the world. Like, imagine, dude, think about our lives. Both of us were not confident with women up until like wildly recently. <laughs> and imagine if when you were 13, probably the least secure, the most insecure year of your life. Yeah. Think about if you were 13 and every girl your age in the world wanted to bang you and they didn't even know what that meant yet because they were 13. <laughs> now think about that. They just wanted that to kiss you. That would fuck you up. Imagine how yeah, bro. not real your sense of reality would be. I can't even fathom that because like at 13 I was just the most bonerific boy oh, on the, earth. But I had a Sancho stash. I, I had, had like braces. A, like a I was peak braces. fatty. I was like had red hair still. Definitely couldn't sing. I definitely didn't have a talent. Imagine like, imagine also performing in front of that many people at that age. And getting age. that high. Imagine getting that adrenaline high at that point in your life. Like that's like playing we played baseball. That's like at 13 playing major leagues. Major leagues hitting like a walk-off grand slam <laughs> yeah. in the World Series. That's that like that's not a real thing to be able to handle at that age. Yeah. And that like, I don't know. I think again like our culture is trending towards being empathetic towards these people because there's been so many bad examples of like child stars Britney being one of them yeah. actively. Um but I, I, which is a good thing, but I think I just felt really bad for Kanye, dude. It's yeah. just I feel he's got a lot of problems that are about to come his way in his family, in his immediate circle. It's like now is crazy. Ke- is keeping up with the Kardashians still filming all this? So is there going to yeah, be bro. episodes of? Yeah, they're See, probably like fuck yeah. This ra- these ratings are going to be sick. Well, maybe when we Kim air this. is like shit. Like our child might be a little traumatized by this, but I bet Kris Jenner sitting at the top like oh, twiddling yeah. her fucking fake mustache oh, and just yeah. like oh here oh, yeah. comes more money. Kardashians oh, yeah. in space is about to be a reality. Hundred percent, dude. Kardashians She's- in space will be a television show. Mark my words. Kardashians in space. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll I'll make this. Uh, which uh, compromise with you? I'll say that if commercial space travel, which Elon be Musk one of the is first pushing for, they will one hundred percent do that. Yeah, they will go up there for the ratings, thousand percent. They do do anything for the ratings. Yeah, that's why they probably are dealing with this Kanye thing so well, because Kim handled it so well. I was telling they Frank probably before. have teams of publicists. Oh, for sure. But they also probably deep down are just like, well, at least we're gonna get something really good. How out many of this. people do you think? work for the Kardashian family. So much more than, so many more than you think. Like how many people do you think are employed by the Kardashian family? I mean, between bodyguards, it's like three bodyguards per sister. Probably some shit like that. Drivers. Drivers. I mean, publicity. All the people that work at their companies. I would bet you each thousand. Each one of them has their own publicist. 
Easily. I would say. And their publicist probably has a team. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a lot of people. I would not want to be that famous. No, but I did. That was a good, um, that was a good in Dave. You watched Dave, right? With Lil Dicky's show. In Dave, he meets Kourtney Kardashian. He asks her, isn't it fucking horrible, like, with your whole family being the most famous family in the world? And she was just like, I'd rather go through it with my entire family than be, like, famous alone. Which is a good point. Maybe that's why. Maybe, like, we paint them out to be way worse because they're so famous as a family. It's easy to say, like, they're fucked up, which they got to be. But maybe they're just, like, getting along, getting by together, like, standing by each other, maybe. Mm. That's a I'm more hot skeptical. take. Yeah, I'm more skeptical. They seem awful. <laughs> I was trying to. I, I'm talking about how empathy. mental health and empathy. And They're I, trying to find empathy for the Kardashians. Yeah, they want to. Sh- but they fucking seem terrible. Um, <laughs> moving along. So. So. Um, <laughs> how do we talk? Well, I mean, it's easy. We we talked about uh, Trump uh, last week. Yeah. And, and since then, he's done two interviews. Which ha- couldn't have been more different interviews, yeah. and I think we I learned a lot about Donald Trump's like triggers and like personality from the two interviews, and so one was with Chris Wallace from Fox, who is like, I mean, Fox is is a conservative network, obviously, but Chris Wallace seen, he's interviews everybody, and he seems to me at least relatively unbiased in the way he approaches interviews. Like he's not going to approach he didn't approach the Trump interview like trying to float him up. Clearly, because mm-hmm. of the way it went, and he doesn't approach other interviews trying to shit shoot them down. Like he's a pretty good journalist, I, th- in my opinion. I, I agree. I think it was a great interview. I think it was a really good interview too. It was an honest interview. It was like something people needed to see. It's their president. You got to know. You know. You got to understand your president. Um, but what I learned was, anytime Trump, whether it's rightly th- assumed or not, anytime he feels like Trigger. somebody's trying to make him sound stupid or come at him in any way other than like hey I love you like yeah. if they're not coming at him from a point Praising of view of him. like praise, praise he is triggered and that's when he says all the crazy shit and gets angry and like seems like the crazy version of himself because then you see the interview with him and El Prez from Barstool which came at him at a much more Human like level. amicable like just yeah kind of like a hangout and while the things he said were still crazy in a lot of respects the way he said them was very friendly, like amicable, like calm, friend, like friendly, like he, yeah. like someone. He seemed like somebody you could like have a beer with. Not that I want to have a beer with Donald Trump, but I'm saying he seemed less like the tyrant that you yeah. see on every time he gives because a speech. Prez was fucking blowing him for sure. But that's what I'm saying. He needs that to like behave normally. If he feels like this paranoia that somebody doesn't like him or disagrees with him, he can't f- answer yeah. the questions calmly. He'll just yeah, like he'll, the answers were the same. They were the, the what he said was the same. The way he said it made like I didn't necessarily agree with what he was saying when he was talking to Prez, but I wasn't like this guy's fucking. I wasn't like fucking holy shit. I was just like, oh yeah, I disagree. Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, I was able to look at it. Yeah, but the problem is that, in my opinion, most people look at that interview with Donald Trump that Prez did. This is my take on it, and I'm like, you let him kind of come out and calmly explain what he stands for, mm-hmm. which is interesting because no one's been able to do that. Mm-hmm. But in doing that and getting him to calmly explain how he feels, you then need to go in and decipher mm-hmm. that it's just like, all right, Donald Trump is a human being, mm-hmm. but 
what he stands for. But. <laughs> well, what he's there's a lot of blind spots. It exposes him directly what he stands for. Yes, that exactly. Man strictly cares about the economy mm-hmm. and doesn't really give a shit about fixing the other problems. Like mm. he's you said it. His priority his list are- is. The economy, economy, jobs, getting reelected, mm-hmm. anything that has to do with he has no his perception of helping black people is I gave you jobs. Yeah, he's keeping them employed, so he's just keeping like, them funded, what you, and it's just like, bro, there's more to life than work. Yes, that and that and that's what he doesn't and it and Prez, you know, he did this interview and that came out, but I'm just pissed because like you just. I'm viewing it as like I could decipher and be like, all right, yeah, like he can be a human being, but he also stands for shit that like I don't agree with that our country needs but right now. That's, but other people will be like, see, he is a good guy. Like, vote for Donald Trump. Like, he's a good guy. Listen, that person that likes him is going to like him regardless. Is going to like him regardless. Like, they've dealt with him be- sounding angry on TV for four years. So that's that him having an interview where he's not screaming like a crazy person, actually being treated. Oh, more than fairly and like being able to deliver those messages like calmly it's not gonna it's not like make it's probably not making people vote for him that wouldn't vote for him anyway it's more to me letting people like actually hear his point of view and then because because you listen to the chris wallace interview and what i the good thing i liked about the chris wallace interview was he you was didn't fact, let him lie he was fact checking him the whole time yeah and while that is extremely important, that's what I mean. That's the problem with the Prez interview is that you didn't have that. So, like, if Trump was lying or not giving the full truth, you weren't getting that that backlash. You weren't getting that media feedback. You were you would have to then fact check it yourself. Yeah. So that's why I like the Chris Wallace interview. But that's why I think both were important. I think it's important to like, like, listen. You can hate Trump. I just think that you got to go in with a point of view of like understanding the person fully. Yeah. So you can disagree it's with a his full points. Picture. Exactly. Like you can disagree with his points of view. Both like it interviews, mean, I still am like, fuck that guy. Yeah. And that's exactly. So like, but you saw both sides and you were still able to come to that conclusion. That's important. In my opinion, though, I think that Prez's audience base could be Trump heavy. And I was like reading the comments and people were like, oh, two fucking savages, two legends. And I'm like, if Prez, because Prez kind of came out in that. And like it seemed like he was in favor of the by kind of letting well, in favor of what of Trump. Well, the, I would I would agree with a little His bit, but angle, he did come out in the beginning of the interview and say like people think I guess because he's on Fox a lot with the bit with the stock stuff, people think he was like you know people think I'm this conservative crazy person, but I personally my political views. This is what he said. He's like my personal political views are super in the middle. Like I don't consider myself yeah. left or right. I consider myself middle. So. I thought that was like an interesting thing to hear because I would have thought he was super conservative also, 100%. Uh, but it definitely seemed like he liked Trump otherwise. It, in my opinion, if you don't like Trump, you're not able to give that interview that calmly. Nobody, you either hate Trump to the point where like you can't even stomach him or, you, or you're like a prez where it seemed like he liked him. So I would agree. I think he liked him. But I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think he gave him, again, I think both interviews gave... Trump an opportunity to like say exactly what the people needed to hear like to really help himself out and clear some stuff up and in both interviews he stuck to his gun he stuck to his gut and didn't budge and like said the same shit that like every time you hear him saying on TV you're just like ah damn it man just fucking why do you gotta say that so he you my point in why it's good to have a calm interview like that 
to let him talk and explain his shit calmly is like you get to really hear how he feels. Yeah. Because if he's if the defense towards Trump's craziness is like, yeah, but reporters are coming at him, which they totally are. If that's your response to why he sounds crazy, if you give him a calm interview like this and he still says the crazy shit that people disagree with, then you know that's just how he feels. Yeah, but I think you people know? were kind of – I think what you do there is we're looking at it from a very critical mind because you're questioning the character of Donald Trump and you're like, do we really – but other people that were not as questioning of that are viewing that interview of just like – unless you are really – what percentage of the country do you think – thinks that Donald Trump's blowing his coronavirus response. What percentage? Blowing it, like not doing a good job? Yeah. What percentage of the people? Yeah. I think I would say, honestly, it's not as many as you wish it was because so many people follow the narrative of like, it's bullshit, like it's not that bad. Like think about the anti-mask people. Like there's so many fucking people like that. So it's not as many people as I'd want it to be. Yeah. I would, I because I think he's doing a really bad job with Corona. Like if I was president at an interview, like I don't mind because in the strat, and I'm watching this, I'm like, it's a smart strategy. To they didn't come talk out. about Corona in that one, right? I don't think they did. Trump they never did fucking Chris, talks about. Well, Chris Wallace, they talked about it a lot. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like I get what Prez, if Prez was coming out and just being like, this is what this man stands for. Mm -hmm. This is his view on what's happening in the world. And if you're, my view is way fucking different. This dude's strictly prioritizing the economy, which mm -hmm. I understand needs to be a priority. Mm -hmm. But there's other things very fucking important mm -hmm. things things that are literally killing people mm -hmm. and traumatizing essential workers right fucking here mm -hmm. and that's he has no fucking knowledge or existence of that in his brain and that makes me fucking furious and that could make you furious and but my that does that's still that's still my point of letting him explain it calmly I think the good part about that is you still you get to hear it's genuinely the same, he said the how same he, shit. he said the exact same thing and I think that it's important cuz I think you hate him for a good reason. You hate him for exactly the way he's dealing with something. Some people just hate him because of who he is, which is also valid. But I do think it's you need to ground people in that there's this portrayal of Donald Trump in the media of being a total sociopathic like dictator. And like while you, you can come to that conclusion rationally, realistically, the media makes you think that polarly, polarly. Like they make you think that aggressively critically about him so seeing a different point of view that's calm and doesn't allow you to like it get emotional him. about it, it humanizes exactly him. it allows him. you to come to your own conclusion exactly i, I agree with that's, that that's that's my hundred percent agree that's why i think it was important to hear an interview like that and because again he said these same things he just said it in a calm way he just said it in a calm way so you can't like tune him out and be like this guy's a fucking dickhead but Which, i just think that like if i was that interviewer if I got an interview with Donald Trump, I honestly would have probably the fact that Prez opened up with a compliment, genius, because it Get, disarms disarm him. Disarm him. And Trump literally goes, you, "This Dude, interview Prez's can a smart go, guy, man. He really you can is. go. You can go any way in this conversation. I already like the guy because you gave me a compliment. You already knew yeah, how to fucking. Honestly, the dude's it. a mental midget. He's well. He's who? Which one? Give him one compliment which, and then. Well, he's a he's narcissistic. Yeah. I mean that's that's how you deal with a narcissist. You, yeah, you give them a compliment, you disarm them, and then that you you're on their side. He and could then have you like ask. he did ask some good. He asked some tough questions. He asked, he asked questions in yeah, gentle but he ways. Didn't, he asked them in very gentle ways, and yeah. he didn't press at all. No, he didn't press. But I think also it's it's important to note that he's El Prez. He's not like a major news network. He probably didn't get. He probably didn't have a ton of time to sit with Trump. I'm sure he was penciled into a very tight situation. So I think he. Only he didn't ask that many questions. I mean, think about it. It wasn't a long interview. It was like twenty five minutes. So um, I think that 
Trump almost treated it as like a puff piece. He treated it as like this quick thing that'll go in his favor, which I don't think it really went in his favor. I think it, like we said, it humanized him a little bit, but it didn't do, for me, I, I still, my opinion of him is the same. Well, I think for some people it like validates that you he's could, not a bad guy. You could guy. swing back the other way is what I'm saying. You could swing back the other way, but that's only, you're only swinging back the other way if your only qualm with him is his attitude. If your qualm with him is anything policy-wise or the way he's treating corona or the way he's treating, like, the way he's His been response, behaving yeah. as a president, then your opinion doesn't change. It's That's my point. Is people should make their decisions on what he's doing as president. It's an interesting piece nonetheless. Yes. It's an interesting 100%. piece to have put out into the world. It's something Definitely. that no one was doing. Yeah. I So I understand that. Yep. Um, but in my opinion, like, if I was prez, like, I would have tried to, like, get a few good answers out of him. Mm-hmm. And then, or just like, I would have him. started with a compliment. I think that's interesting. And then press him and just be like, yeah, but you know, your coronavirus response, like really is not doing. So I would have well. loved if he brought up Corona. Like the fact that he didn't bring up coronavirus just really made me angry. And that's probably because I'm like, I, I find it so personal. What about this? I wonder, well, yeah, you're, you're a little bit biased in that realm just because of what you've been through. Yeah. Valid. But I wonder, because in the beginning of the Chris Wallace interview, he said that Trump did. He agreed to answer any question. There was no because typically they'll have a list of topics that they don't want to talk about. And he said everything's open, and that's why I think the it went the way it went. I wonder if with the Prez interview he was just like, I'm not dealing with that again. Like we just, let's just please not talk about Corona. Put that on the list. No Corona. I wonder if that's why it didn't come up because that's such something that I feel like. How would you ignore that? I get it. You I know? could easily see that Prez had a certain list of questions he was allowed. That's to. what I'm saying. Like it seemed like a limited access. Dude, the type Chris interview. Wallace interview. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, I'm because down. he. I think it was really, really interesting. Like I loved how the guy was just like, "That's not true." Fact check, and it's just, wh- why does our president not know what's actually going on? That okay, that's a really good point, and I want to talk about that too because there's a few ways it could be going down. It could be going down that he will not accept, and like he won't accept. Or let me backtrack, actually. It could be going down that he's cherry-picking the information that his administration is allowed to base off of to fit his narrative and what he's been doing to back up his decisions, right? Like like the Corona I think he made a decision chart. early. I think it was the wrong decision, and now he's just—he's not a guy who's probably said—I don't know if he says sorry. He doesn't seem like no, a very apologetic guy. Like uh, and he's just, like, sticking to his guns on this one, mm-hmm. and it's just like, bro— like at this point, just fucking please concede defeat and yeah. let people give the people help we need so people will stop fucking dying. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like either it's a conscious move or is it – I mean, I'm listen, I'm not saying I think it's one or the other, but it could be that that's just the information that his administration's providing to him. Like I think it that's seems the to me like he doesn't even believe the other data. Like I don't get that. Dude, he said in the press interview – he goes, yeah, like press says something about Fauci and blah blah blah, and L- Trump literally goes, yeah, Fauci, you know, he's very gloom and doom. He gives me these things, and you know, then I just go around the table, and I'm like, well, who else has an opinion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's and like, in my eyes, I'm like, doctor. you gotta listen to this guy. That's, this is the most pressing issue right yeah, now. Yeah, like he it's said, a fucking pandemic. Yeah, bro. he said, uh, I think what he actually said was like. You know, yeah, Fauci's a great guy, like smart guy. I don't always agree with his opinion, but you know, you know, he wants to. He'd like to shut down for like two years, but I don't agree with that. And while I, I don't think I would agree with shutting the economy down no, for two think. years either. I think it's interesting that he would not take that guy's advice, Fauci's advice, the leading expert in, in infectious disease, 
but then he would take somebody else's advice on that topic that has less knowledge, but their answer fits his what he wants to do. His story. So he's looking for validation in his for own his bullshit. own for his shit. But I don't know if And his shit is wrong. My my thing is I don't think he even realizes how dumb that behavior is. I think the fact Which that is somebody crazy, I know. I think the fact that somebody is in his administration agrees with his well, did, how decisions many people in his, his is, cabinet has he like fired and gotten new people? I don't know. Like I feel like he's I feel like only the people filling... he fired were people that were already in government for the most part, right? Did he fire his team? I have no clue. There's been so many people that were like started with him and then quit or yeah i mean i can't really speak on it. i wouldn't be shocked by like that, i wouldn't I be surprised if he was just filling positions and only bringing people, people in that, that like 100 percent agree with him that's see that's the other point of view it's like maybe that's what is happening if you're, that's possible it's definitely possible like donald trump shouldn't be saying no to scientists no that's the thing it's that's like, a crazy thing that, honestly i think that's the biggest criticism of him is like he just doesn't go with science yeah which is weird you to, gotta look at what happened in new york mm-hmm. we got rid of it that is the model. What happened in New York is the model. And guess what? The economy's open again. Yeah. For Restaurants the most part. are open. There's outdoor dining. I don't know what's going to happen in the fall. I, I, th- I have a gloomy feeling it's not going to be great in the fall. I, I, I feel but like I New York is But I also think it's going to be one of those again. things where people, I have been saying this, that I don't think people are going to be going out as much. Going out like getting fucked up? Not No, not getting fucked up. Like I just think in the wintertime, it'll settle in and people will just be like, we don't want to go through that again. So like- not choose not to go to restaurants. Choose yeah. Well, that restaurants Dude, will probably are, have to shut down. Gyms won't open this yeah. year. No gyms way, gyms open. open. No, they can't. They can't open. They can't open. There's no way. There's just certain things, and I understand that like gyms need to make money, and they're like, I don't understand. You know, I understand the balance of the economy, but in my opinion, I and mean, I'm probably so close to the other side that I don't even realize how biased I am to that. Like, if I was a gym owner, I'd probably be like, we need to open. Like, come on. Well, that's like, what can I do to open? Like, I get that that exists, but in my eyes, I was like, this was some crazy ass shit. Please don't make me go through this again. Yeah. And that's, that's why voting for a president is so challenging in amongst these times, because they're like, listen, the, the concern of your, the health of your fucking business, like how you pay your bills. You're a business owner and you employ people and you employ people. You have payroll to meet, meet, you got to stay in business to get like, it's not just you. You're keeping people alive essentially. Yeah. So like this, the pressure and feeling that leading to you being a one topic voter of like, whoever's going to help business the most is my guy. At the end of the day, you do have to weigh what empathy, the greedy, the, the, the left, the leftist view of the greedy business owner that just wants to start making money again, that person needs to contextualize that the greedy business owner employs, employs a, ton of people. a ton of people. They're the ones keeping you, giving you, a, you that's why you have a fucking job because yeah. that greedy guy. Like, sure, if you look at it in that guy's immediate life, is he making more money as a result of this president? Being this guy being president, sure, yeah. But that doesn't mean that he's just this greedy guy that, that just wants money. Like, his He's business running a doing, business. His business doing well is good for everybody. Yeah. So, like, you honestly, you need people like that to exist because otherwise, the economy would be fucking shit. It is a, it's a balancing act. It's a balancing act. And we're but, not doing a good job balancing at all. But that came into the that comes to the question that we had. Why do we have to pick one? Why do we have to pick good economy or not racist politicians? Like, yeah. why can't we have both? Why isn't there better options? It makes no sense to me that we always have this trade-off where like do you want the economy to be good you want a lot of jobs you low interest rates low taxes or do you want equality like equality 
and high taxes and all. Why do they have to go? I don't understand why equality has to do with taxes. It does. Equality is a is a cultural treatment thing. It doesn't. But I think that I think that people also, align it with classes. Exactly, and people. It's a classist thing. People, I think, unfortunately, view like they they view their they shape their political views around their personal preferences of like you, and I'm not like trying to be discriminatory here, but like you grew up underprivileged, you didn't have a ton of money growing up, and you grew this like hate towards like the rich man, and then that is why you're so against like business and like against like hate conservatives because you view them as like everything that you you've grown to hate but like that's a you problem you hate rich people because you i didn't that's unfair i didn't come from money and my and i want to be rich so like we all don't we all so like i didn't come from money and i'm like trying to climb my way to the top but my opinion is like all right i'm trying to climb my way to the top but i'm not like how can I make more money? And I also don't own a business. So like, I also don't have the perspective. Like if I did own a business, what I would do. Yeah. But I'm also like, all right, but how can I help out other people too? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a, div- it's just like, I'm not going to focus on me this whole time. Like, let's focus on other people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm down to try and get mine, but also help the little man. Yeah. I could do both. Exactly. I can do both. Exactly. That's my view. But like on other people don't have other people. Don't everyone. It's about me. And that's why it's like odd to me that people are so against like, when when like when a Republican gets in office and taxes end up going down inevitably, people are like, "What the fuck?" Like the rich is getting richer. It's like, yeah, but who cares? Like you're getting richer too. So like, who really cares? Like, why does that? It doesn't affect your life directly. I just always thought that was a weird political stance to have. It's like just well, think, think about how your life like, is affected. The rich get richer, and then the poor get poorer. But you're also thinking because of the, if your tax, it's it's like where do your taxes go? Like we don't know where the taxes go. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like we would have to do way more research on mm-hmm. that. But if like does cutting a rich man's or woman, we should, we haven't said that. Uh, a rich we'll use man, man as an all-encompassing term, like of human being. Yeah, like the dawn of man. <laughs> you know. So if rich men and women uh, have like a certain amount of taxes, mm-hmm. what percentage of that goes to programs for like underprivileged? Like, does getting a tax break in a in a in a rich bracket directly affect like after-school programs in an underprivileged community? That's something that's important to look at. I don't know that, but I do know, like I know that. But that's again I think, part dude, of the, the whole picture, dude. This I I don't know about. But this. again, why can't this we? This is have something both? I don't really know that well, and I would mm. definitely have to do more. But I want to say there was some really sketchy shit of like rich people getting like a lot of stimulus money during like that twelve hundred dollar for their business. Uh, okay, yeah, it but was didn't for like, their business. Dude, didn't like banks get like a fuck ton of money? Well, banks were. Gonna, I think it was to prevent them from like collapsing because like the stock market crashed. Well, th- I don't know. So like, I'm I don't this, know, but I'm that's what I would this, think. Why do we bail out banks but not people? Well, if banks don't get bailed, if banks go under, people go under. People have their money in banks. If you have your savings with yeah, fucking but if you give money JP to Morgan people, or and then they put their money in the bank, doesn't that help? And I really don't no. know. I because really the bank's know. not making their money. Yeah, well, in a sense they are, but that's only if they put their money in the bank. If you get a $1,200 stimulus check, you're spending that on rent. You're not putting it in the bank. It's $1,200. You need it to pay your bills. Yeah, but I'm like, so, why don't we give more people money and less money to banks? Because like those more people money. Because like the corporate- Because, dude, you, you're trusting that people are going to put money in the banks. Nobody's going to put money in the banks in a situation like this where they need to keep they don't have like income coming in. They keep they need to spend that money. Nobody's what percentage saving money of right bank now. bailouts paid like exorbitant 
salaries for these high up business well guys. let me also premise that by saying like there's been bank bailouts that were for terrible reasons like banks made saying. bad investments and shit like that and banks were reckless so and that, like, exactly so, so that's in, a in, thing in a too. learning from history moment i'm like why are we giving the banks money again how about we give it to the people well i think the answer to that would be if you don't bail out the bank and the bank goes under the economy is going to follow suit and go on. Like the okay. economy is going to crumble. I, I really have no clue. It's it's that's got to be the answer. I'm not an economist, but that seems yeah. But if like, the people have money, wouldn't that be better for the economy? Yeah, but the people getting a check, you'd have to keep paying them all the time. Like I don't understand how banks work. If I'm being clearly, honest. I have no clue. <laughs> you how clearly banks have work. no idea. They invest. You you put money in the bank. They invest that money to to get a return. And then they're in, they're doing investments internally. That's that's what they are. Yeah, but I'm like, the guys that are in that high that are making like 400k a year, mm-hmm. and like they got bailouts so that their salaries didn't change. Mm-hmm. But like the little, well, they, okay, you that's get down what I'm to saying. That, that I've like never if understood you're making why people at banks K, make so much money. If you're making 400k, like during coronavirus, I would say that this is probably like a socialist socialistic view. Hundred percent. But I'm like, <laughs> Super. all right, if some dude's the head of a bank and he makes four hundred thousand dollars a year, and there's fucking ten dudes and or women that are all making four hundred thousand dollars a year, couldn't those people cut their salaries to a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year during this time, and then like try and get that money down to poor people that are like really struggling and don't have jobs? Sure, hundred percent. But you have to also think of it this way: like if you're not getting paid a lot for those jobs. Who the fuck is going to do those jobs? Like, those jobs suck. Being a banker sucks. It's not fun. Dude, working at CVS sucks. Yeah, but, okay, I think you can't... That's a total... You're not going to CVS if you're qualified to work for a bank. Like, if you're that smart where you can work for a bank, you're only going to work for a bank if you're getting paid a lot of money. Well, Otherwise, do you you're going to do something here's, else. Here's an interesting talents. thing. Do you think those people are qualified to work at a bank, or do you think the people that work at the bank, daddies worked at the bank? Some are some are like that, but it's all about nobody who you that's know. nobody that's high up at like a JP Morgan is just just fucking family got the You man. don't think so? Not that I high know, up. Not like decision honestly, making. I know a couple kids from college that are like traders. Dad, no, who, whose dads were, you know, high up in places like JP Morgan and they did not get help at all. Oh, there yeah, that's what I'm saying. They didn't but get I also, help. I know, I know people, so many people who have finance jobs that I'm like, but, you're unqualified dude, for that. But and having, got you that. having a finance and I agree with that hundred percent, but having a finance job where you're making like hundred and eighty grand versus someone who's a higher up who's making like one point two plus stock options. 1.2 million plus stock options. Like, you're not getting to that level just because your dad got you into the bank. You got into that bank, you still have to keep the job. Like, I know people who have gotten in a leg in, like, gotten into them, and then just been shit-canned because, like, they can't hold their weight. Mm. Like, that happens also. And I'm assuming, like, Jamie Dimon, this fucking CEO of J.P. Morgan, if his son wanted to work at J.P. Morgan, I'm sure they couldn't just fire him because he wasn't doing that good of a job. But that guy's not going to just be next in line for the CEO. It's not like a family business. Like, that's not going to All happen. I'm saying is... I view on the side of helping the poorest person ever. Yeah. During a time of crisis when these people probably have a shit ton of money already, I'm like... But that's the beauty of, like, that's why it's so challenging. And it's challenging. That's what... Okay, perfect introduction to what I want to... This whole point is, is, like, you... That's your point of view. Yeah. And I agree with that point of view. But you have empathy and you understand why people would have a different point of view because their life is different and what yeah. affects them is different. So, like, maybe we should all stop the animosity towards some people for their, like, political views and realize that, like, people have different fucking lives. Oh, 100%. And maybe your priorities are different from somebody else, but, like, you, can't you gotta have make, some empathy. You can't make... You can't make 
people want to prioritize the things that you want to prioritize. Yes. And you, we have to stop stigmatizing people for like having their own rationale. And it, that goes on both sides. Like people like, well, people just view it as like selfishness. Yeah. But then people on the right view it as like delusion for, for like people who don't take that into consideration. But like, how about you just understand that that person there's a certain, just has a different heart than you. There's they, also a certain part of like American culture that like you, there's like in a capitalistic society, like there's a certain selfishness you got to have. Well, yeah, you but have to you, get yours. You got to get yours. At the end of the day, yours. you got to get yours and or else you're just going to fall behind. And that's just American. And then because otherwise you, you turn into the fucking, listen, what's better? What's better, dude? The the business guy who like fucking grinds and is super conservative and just makes his fucking money and blinders on or the super, li- and these are two polar yeah. people, but, or the super liberal dude who's like starts, starts a not-for-profit and gets that organization to grow huge but to, to the point where like he needs to f- pay his bills so then he starts taking a percentage and then eventually he's making like two million dollars a year through his not-for-profit like it still has a good a good mo- like the how many examples of that exist there's plenty the of people who are like scumbags that have not-for-profits i don't know names but that's happened a ton that happens they're correct i don't know people. if you can compare that directly to why not why can't you compare those two people like what's worse i think if you're making money in shitty ways regardless is fucked up but like, what's worse? The guy, yeah, he's making money in a shitty way. That's what that guy. But who says that guy's making money in a shitty way? He's not making it in a shitty way. He just only cares about money. Then this the guy, guy the- who's like painting it as he's a good dude, but really he's taking a ton of financial gain from this supposedly helpful organization. Yeah, both shitty, but both completely different sides of the coin. So like. Shit exists on both sides. Yeah, shit does exist on so both sides. So my point is, like, you should maybe just be a little more empathetic towards other people's views. Like, understand that you just don't have that perspective. It's hard to be empathetic towards greed. I agree. I agree it's 100%. It's hard to be empathetic But sometimes greed. it's not greed. Sometimes that greed, like we said, the business owner who has people's jobs to keep. Like, that could be poor, that could be yeah. seen as some, as by some as greed, but it's seen as others as, like, for example, like my dad owns a business. When Corona happened, so many people lost their jobs. So many. Now we didn't lay off one person, and people like, and I'm not even my dad. I'm his son, and people are would be emailing me, texting me, calling me, like, I am so thankful that you guys kept us in business and are doing all this to keep us in business. So like, whereas one person might view a business owner like my dad, who's successful, as like a selfish, money hungry dude. Maybe he is money hungry, but maybe that's coming from a place of like he knows the responsibility he has to keep these yeah. people and their families afloat. So like it depends on how you look at and it. And that's a and that's a hard thing to do and I deserve a certain amount of money to, for doing that. Exactly. I get it. So it's like my point is like I'm trying to close the divide between left and right, like left looking at the right as selfish and right looking at the left as stupid like just in, everyone's making good points you're making good points so acknowledge those good points yeah don't judge it like just know where it's coming from yeah i get we it. can disagree without going to fucking war there's a civil war about to erupt in I this know. fucking country bro that's what we were talking about Yo, i what? said in the car i was like you know a lot of people when obama became president mm-hmm. it was just that oh my god the answers of the, the prayers answers, have been answered the prayers have been answered obama's president mm-hmm. everything's gonna be okay Things are finally going to be all right. And it's like, well, we're uh, 10, 12 years after the that, and where are we at? Same fucking spot. I would argue more divisive than ever. More divisive than ever. More divisive than ever. You know what I think's interesting? And I think that the perception 
that Joe Biden becomes president and everything just goes fucking yeah, that, great is just delusional because delusional. there's so many pieces to regardless put of who becomes president the next four years are going to be a fucking shit show regardless regardless the regardless. next four years are going to be a shit and show. and then you think of it like we've talked about this it's like if Trump gets reelected you're gonna have a civil fucking war from the left uproar like people are not gonna and it's not my president's gonna people, be hard exactly like people are so fueled because yeah. of like a lot of the things that happen in the media yep. and people are fueled up and Corona obviously is it has a huge factor in that. But then if Biden gets elected, you're going to have an uproar from the right as well, especially with all the conspiracies that have been floating around. Like, and listen, whether they're true or not is is neither here nor there. But people hold that as full truth. Yes. So you have to be ready for those people to be like, "Fuck, we're fucked." Like, yeah. pedophilia is going <laughs> to be running rampant in this country. Like, you have people like that, yeah. and they're going to react. They're not going to be silent. So. No matter what happens, we're going to have an uproar, which I'm the, really nervous about. Yeah, I'm honestly nervous about I, it. I like, fucking, you told me your parents are like skipping the state. Dude, I told Joe that I was like, yeah, my parents are literally looking for a new place to live. And he was like, first of all, that's so dramatic. And then I explained it and he was just like, uh-oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, wait, shit, you're right. This place is going to not be the same. Yeah. People are going to, it's going to be crazy. 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 And we're here Damn. for you guys. Yeah, we're here for y'all. We're here. We're hearing it. I am. Uh, I'm definitely nervous. I think also we. I mean, I don't know if we want to go into the economy stuff again, but I just do think it's kind of weird that we always ditch what has happened in the last administration. We always try to reverse everything when it goes from left to right. Why can't we just take what's working and keep it? And then build I would say upon that now, if we just kept building politics, upon things, our country would be in such a better place. Well, it's because it, it gets political of like what the view is, and I'm like, why is it a view? It's not a view. It's it's you said it, and it's what is statistically proven to work. Yeah, why are we it's not going 2020? On why are we not going on straight don't, facts? Don't we have enough economic data to know the exact economic structure that works tax wise for the best for the most the, the most percentage of the people? Like we should know that. Yeah. At, at uh, what, how old is our country? Fucking 400 years old. Yeah. It's 300 years old. What works like, best? What works that's fucking what, best? Put that historically. In no and theories. Listen, if that stops working, no economic theory. Yeah, no theory. If that stops working, we'll fucking switch it up. But for now, can we go back to what we know works? Why are we changing shit up? Like, I just never understood that. Ever. It's so dumb, dude. There's so many things though that there's so, Joe like, and Dill for office. There's so many things that are there's so many more pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. There's so and like we're just scratching the surface, like equality and like the economy. And it's just like those are two things that are like in your face. And, and that's just this country, bro. That's yeah. just our country. Like, what's going? What the fuck is going on in China? Yeah. Like with this Corona stuff. Yeah. I saw some videos. We want to do a deeper dive on that. Yeah, but I, I'm. I did. I did see videos of like people getting dragged out of their homes. Oh, out of their houses? Yeah. Dude, I saw like, videos of people getting like picked up off the side of the road. People just getting dragged out of their homes like on their like fighting their way to not go and like people in like hazmat suits just like dragging them out. Why of their are they homes. getting dragged? To quarantine them? I think so. I didn't hey, do guess what? nearly enough research. Guess what? I'm certainly not suggesting that for America. But it looks like it worked a little bit. No, I think it's right. It's back in China. Is it back in China? Yeah. Damn. Oh, I was trying to make a jokey joke. Yeah. Um but I, I have to do more research in China. Yeah, me too. I don't know what's going on there. But but also, one more thing about the Chris Wallace interview. When he had Trump talking about the IQ test, I was like... That was rough. Dude, He looked, Trump looked like a 12-year-old boy. He did. He was like... That's, that's I think, the, the thing that 
That's he was where like, I was like, dude, where's, where's you uh, Joe Biden? The- he hasn't taken this test. I take this test. I get a perfect score. I got a perfect score and I'm getting this. And it's like the fact that Chris Wallace got him to just like defend the IQ test. I'm like, this dude is a well, fucking child. Well, I agree with him acting like a child, but I do think the point of the point is people are clearly the biggest criticism of Biden is his mental health and his like his mental capacity at, yes. at right now as far as be, having dementia or not or early onset Alzheimer's yeah. or not. Um, so I think like, again, if Trump explained that in a calm way, I still think it would have been childish, but I think you would have known that that was the point he was making. Whereas it's the way it was portrayed in that interview, it just sounded like he was like being a ch- throwing a temper But the tantrum. fact that he has that in him to be that person. Like the yeah. only way that you can get the president to talk to you in a calm way is if you blow him like president. Yeah. And I'll, I don't like that. But- I will say this. I think that the media from day one knew that's how to trigger Donald Trump. It's so obvious. It was happening yeah. through the election. It was happening before that, through his celebrity, like through his whole life. Yeah. It was happening like that. So I think that it's interesting that you already knew how to trigger this guy for years. So the second he was present and you want and you wanted to make him look like shit, so easy to do it. Like really easy to do it. I feel like, for example, like one, Obama would deal with those questions so much better. Yeah. But I don't think people ever went at Obama, Obama would as never be animalistically as they go at Trump. Rightfully so, but still, like people are going at him because he's lying, though. I I get that, but even before this whole thing, they were going at him. They've been going at him since day one of the presidency because they knew that's how to trigger him. Yeah. Like it's pretty. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. So that's why. I, again, back to that. I thought that was why that other interview was important. I think they were both important, but yeah. I just I've, I I thought- couldn't have been more different. Oh yeah, they were so different. Couldn't have been more different. I I was so interested. I was when I watched the Chris Wallace one, I was jacked up to talk about it. Then I saw like the next day presence. And I, was, I was like, this is gonna be must watch yeah. television. I gotta see this shit. Uh, that's gotta wrap By up way, so as, many views. As Prez, just to because I I think Prez is like a is an interesting business owner. I always have th- thought he was like an interesting guy. He clearly knows how to get attention. Always has. That's his strong suit by far. And this when I saw that he was. At the fucking White House, I was like, no fucking way. Yeah, I thought it was fake. I thought it was fake, too. I was like, wow. Honestly, dude, good job. Like, you got to the fucking White House. Think about his business. He just will do anything to promote himself, and he does a really good job. I cannot cannot, uh, argue with that. I was like, damn, like, that was really smart. And he honestly, at the end of the was he sucking Trump's dick during it a little bit? Yeah. But like at the end of the interview, I still was kind of I didn't think he was like a Trump Trumper at the end of it. So I don't think that my I think point he just is, his approach was to make him. He just was like, dude, first of all, he's Prez. He's not like a journalist. So I don't even even if he disagreed with Trump, like I wouldn't have it's the a balls. very interesting. You wouldn't. I don't know if you would even have the balls to just like be calling out the president of the United States if you got the opportunity to do an interview in the White House, first interview ever. Like if you're that guy, you're new, you're getting this crazy opportunity. I don't think you're gonna use that to like jump down the president's throat. I feel like you're gonna be so like wrapped up in the fact that you're just like talking to the fucking president. You're just like, like think about when you're in conversation with somebody you disagree with and you don't want to disagree. You just kind of like end up like going along with what they say and like kind of like. So I think that. Why I understand what you're happening? saying, but I would hope that I would fucking muster up the courage to. Maybe you would, but put I, him in his place. I I feel strongly that 
I know it I wouldn't, wouldn't. be. A, I don't it think wouldn't you be would. an easy thing to do. Exactly. But I'm not going to sit here and say and, no. Fuck that. I would go after the guy. Also, it like, would definitely be intimidating as hell. It would be intimidating. And also, like, at a, wouldn't it to a, to a level be like a little disrespectful? You got this opportunity you never should have gotten. We have no business talking to the president of the United States. So, like, if you're in that mo- moment, you're not going to like. I mean, out of just respect for anybody, I wouldn't jump down their fucking throat. I feel my like that's, game plan feel like would be crazy. to jump down his throat, but, but I don't crumble. know if I would succeed. Yeah, you'd probably crumble. That's my point. Because I'm a bitch. <laughs> I know. I'm such a soft, softest baby shit. <laughs> softest baby shit. I like to think that I would do it, though. You'd like to think you would, but in the moment, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. I've had so many moments in my life where I'm like, I'm going to call this fucking son of a bitch out. Like, I've said that out loud. Like, in the mirror of the bathroom. And, and then I like, went it. out and be like, oh, God, man, how you doing? <laughs> Hug me out. Like, it's been a while. How's um, your mom? Yeah. You I know? get that. Um, but yeah, so oh, that was fun to talk about. Yeah, where are we at? We're at we're at, wrapping up right here. So unless you want to talk more about China. No, I don't know anything about it. I don't it. know shit about China. I want to do either. more research before we'll I start talking about it. I agree. Um so last episode we talked about the twenty sixteen election. Wait, can what? we talk about what happened to us? When? Like that you wouldn't speak to me. Well, <laughs> We can. I will tell the story. <laughs> you tell the story. So last week we talked about the 2016 election. Just what that election. experience was Well, I'm going to tell you the whole. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm about to throw Dylan a little bit under the bus here because there's no way to do it. I did I'm some not gonna do it. Shit. I'm not going to do it to make you seem like an asshole, but I did you're th- going to kind of inherently seem like an asshole because you were such an asshole. But <laughs> So I uh, we talked about the conspiracies a couple weeks ago, and then last week, I didn't plan anything, and I hit Dylan up. I was like, what are we going to talk about this week? And he was like, oh, I have a ton of ideas, and he told me he wanted to understand because I, in 2016, voted for Trump. And I, obviously, since then, my views on him have changed in many ways because you got to see the four years of the presidency. Um, but he wanted to know what the appeal was because he had no clue why people wanted to I vote genuinely for Trump. Was, I yeah. was genuinely interested. Genuinely interested. So he's like, yeah, I, I want to get behind the psyche of why he was appealing and why people hated Hillary. So I was like fully ready to talk about that when and I Dylan went into it trying to talk, trying to do that as well, harmlessly. But I told him I was like, because Dylan has blindly hated Trump the whole time, always like from day one, always hated him. And so I was like, Dylan, you just got to check yourself. And we've and, also tried to have political conversations before. But that, we've also always been so uneducated. that yeah, it was And then like, we just wind up literally getting and screaming. Yeah, we're just regurgitating what like our parents say. And then yeah. we're like, we, we don't talk. We're like, <laughs> no. No. So, <laughs> so we. Uh, I told him I was like, you gotta check your your pre made opinions at the door and like come in neutral, my straight up anger. Like yeah, you, gotta, anger. you gotta like not come at me like hot. Judge. Like, we're gonna have a my good judgment. Yeah, also, don't judge me. I'm yeah. gonna tell you what why people voted for him. And does. I knew that, but it was like hard for me to conceptualize like what that looked like. Yeah. So I'm going into that thinking like I'm just gonna be asked questions and I'm gonna explain. Then. Throughout the interview, it felt like yeah. an interview, not a conversation. Not. I came out like, on the offensive. And honestly, that's what I feel. Uh, oh, let me say it. So Dylan was coming at me like I would give him a reason. He'd be like, oh, why did people vote? And I would explain. He'd be like, oh, well, you know, people were done with politicians, blah, blah, blah. And then Dylan would just come back. But like, but you know that he's racist, right? <laughs> and I was just like, wait a second. This is, I thought this was a puff piece. Like, I had an agenda for yeah. sure. So by the way, that's exactly what I'm talking about with reporters coming at Trump hot. And he responds like, I didn't respond to you because I'm a super intelligent guy, but that's why people get hot. Right. Yeah. But so, yeah, Dylan's coming at me, guns a blazing. And in the moment, I thought I handled it really well. We both handled it well. It was a good episode. 
But afterwards... There was weird vibes afterwards. There was weird vibes afterwards, and Dylan, uh, we were talking about it, and I was just like, uh, you know, at the end there, because Dylan brought up, like, the top ten most racist quotes yeah. of that Trump had ever sp- said. And I didn't, obviously had no idea yeah. that was coming up. Like, I'm telling you why people are voting for him this whole time, and then you're, like, dropping that in my face. So I was like, you know, why'd you, what was that about? Like, that seemed like... And he was like, yeah, it was like a setup, kind of. Like, but he I was, didn't mean to, it's but he a was setup. realizing. I didn't that realize it was, that it was that a setup till it was happening in real time because I was like, I want to read you this and I wanted to read it to you and then react. But then, like, in the conversation, you just started going. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, he's saying something interesting. Let me listen. And mm-hmm. then we went on this, like, long, it was like probably 40 minutes of tangent oh, where it was yeah. just like you were trying to defend. Not defend or just like but just give tell that you point of what view, that point of view is. What yeah. that point of view is of like not viewing Trump as a racist. Yeah, just because we don't know wanna, what that is. We tr- we try not to like. I'm not trying to tell you what my feeling. We're not trying to tell you guys what our feelings on politics are. Like I'm not going to be like fuck Trump or like vote Biden or vote Trump. Like yeah. we're trying to keep it neutral and just have intelligent conversation. And it got that comment got to the point of like crossing over that line a yeah. little bit, and I was like not ready for it. And when Dylan said that it was a setup. He was actively realizing it, but like I was thinking about it for like 24 hours. I was like, he fucking set me up. It's like, this is my best friend. He set me up. So I called him the next day. I think it was the next day at night. And I was like, you know, dude, you told you remember when you said it was a setup? Why did you do that? Like, why did you say that? And me I was up? so upset because I didn't do it on purpose, but like it came out as a fucking setup. And yeah. I was just like, I just fucking did that to my best friend. I'm so <laughs> sad about it. And I was like, then realized like the reason that I was feeling so attacked was that I wasn't a hundred percent sure of my political view. So I was like, yeah. dude, Dylan, listen, guess what, bro? I'm not talking to you this whole week. I'm ghost this week. You're not going to hear from me. I'm doing political research. Yeah. So I started like. I was so sad. Look it up. And Dylan was so upset. Like the next day he was like, can you please talk to me, bro? Like if I fucking help, like please talk to me. I was like, all right, we're good. But I will say this. I will say this. That was the first ever political conversation that me and you have ever gotten through. And we've been friends since we were 14 years old. And we're 27. Yeah. It took us 13 years to get through a political conversation. So. Yes, some like shady shit, a hundred And I was in as it was happening, I was like, I'm f- actively fucking up. Like yeah. I wasn't, I was doing something that I didn't like. I just wasn't. I, was, I, I was, didn't know what to do, dude. I was listening to the episode, and I would like we burn deleted it with rage. Yeah, we deleted it for a minute. I would like start burning with rage when I heard Dylan like trying to corner me, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking kill this kid. And then I would like answer it okay, and I was like, All right, we good, we good. Then it would happen again. I'd go up, down, up, down. It's like holy shit, and I, man. And I'm. Th- I apologized immensely on how I went about it, but in my true, honest core, I like didn't have any other like that was the approach that just I knew. Well, because your as goal I, now that I got over that, I know now how not to do it. So I feel like now we can get through these conversations the in a was, totally non-judgmental way. Well, yeah, we can, but also like your goal was to expose like Trump racism and expose like the negatives of him yeah but i didn't know that yeah so like if your point was that but like you told me the point was to ex- understand why people vote for him those are two it's a mismark like i yeah. have no idea how to like i'm just caught off guard that was what the problem was but what i what i think was cool about that and now get, getting to the other side of it is basically what we've been saying this whole time which is like why can't somebody and i'm not saying i'm like a pro-trump guy but why can't a pro-trump dude in like a anti-Trump dude or a left dude like have a conversation without it being a fucking fist fight yeah like it really I've never I honestly was so impressed by our conversation 
today and even that last time were because like people should be able to have conversations. Even if you are like a MAGA guy and you love Trump, you should be able to talk to somebody who hates him. Calmly. The fact that both we, of you should be able to talk. The fact that in calmly. our culture, people just can't talk to each other like that's a thing in our culture is a, a problem yeah it's a huge problem like people just don't want to be wrong and they feel like if they talk to you you think they're wrong so they get like offended but it's yeah. like you just have different points of view like why if you're going to talk about it talk about it calmly why talk about it if you're going to fight stupid yeah. so dumb 100%. it's a cultural problem we got going on cultural problem going on but yeah so we talked that episode about hillary clinton uh in 2016 and now it's very odd to me that a politician and listen i as far as like, and I think the reason she has, so she has two shows coming out. One just came out. It's a docu-series that follows her through like the 2016 election, which I think is really cool, especially because she was the first woman, she was almost the first woman president. Yeah. I think that's a really cool thing to show because listen, all things, all of the negatives aside, that's an inspirational thing. She's yes. an inspirational woman. You look where she's gotten. Now, the way she's gotten there is up for grabs on being super corrupt and really shitty. Yep. So, like, that's an, a whole separate conversation. And a point of view that people don't have. And a point of view a lot of people don't have. The like, way that people, like, I was trying to explain to you, like, why people think Trump is a racist. Mm-hmm. And you were trying to explain to me why Hillary Clinton is so corrupt. And mm-hmm. that was something that I also had to take in and mm-hmm. do some research on my own. Yeah. And it's ex- two sides. Exactly. And. That's another thing. Like on each each side, you should be able to acknowledge the negatives and positives of the person. The fact fully. that we you only vote. the fact that we only see the positives in the person you want to vote for is that's fucking why crazy. people fight. That's yeah. why people yell about it. Nobody Stupid. makes mistakes. Nobody, this person's perfect. Yeah, like, come Fuck on, you. come on. No like way. seriously, Stupid. But I mean, the severity of your mistakes are up to you, man. Like, don't fucking be a corrupt. Don't delete thirty three thousand emails if you don't want people to shit on you and think yeah. you're a corrupt bitch. Like that's. I mean, don't do that then. Yeah. But so what I think is interesting is that a politician with so much negative shit that people think about her is getting so much press right now. And so much like, like the, the other uh, show that's coming out is an alter- alternate reality series based on a book uh, showing what Hillary Clinton's life would have been if she never married Bill Clinton. And I th- I'm assuming it's painting her as like becoming successful in some other route, like social mm-hmm. service type route. That's what I think if, if I'm... Um, no, remembering the plot of the book correctly. I think that's what it's about. But I just think it's interesting now. Like, it's almost like people for, are forgetting all the shitty things. That's like... In in terms of odd to woman... Um, Why do we give people models? a platform when they no. fuck up that badly? Yeah. I'm like, I'm so down to give the right woman a platform. 100%. Like, where are some bomb-ass women that were doing some badass shit in their life? Let's Let's highlight those people. Yeah. But Hillary Clinton came out as, like, supportive. She's, like, you know, she was the left vote in 2016 that, yeah. like, LGBTQ and minority people were, like, so for. And Hillary Clinton was against gay marriage until 2013. And that's really recent. Yeah. That's three that's, years before she ran for president, Three bro. years. Three dude, years. Ready? I, I, like, your your opinion changed that much, or did your opinion change politically because you wanted votes? See, like, these are the things that people don't think about. So she's... I'll read you this. So this is... Um, the Washington Post is a left one, right, Frankie? They were middle before Trump, and now they air left. Okay. The way I see it. What? I think they were middle, dude. They were. They were. I was reading some uh, some articles from the Washington Post that were very pro. Whatever the case is, this is talking about Hillary Clinton. It's mm-hmm. a. It's not a right wing. Basically, what I'm saying, this is not this a, is right not a right wing. This yeah. is not a right wing. Yeah. Um. It says the title is Hillary Clinton had the chance to make gay rights history. She refused, 
And during her first run for president in 2008, Hillary Clinton had an opportunity to, to become an undisputed leader in the gay rights movement. Um, as she prepared for a forum, blah, blah, blah. Oh, as she prepared for a forum on the gay-oriented logo network, she reached out to her friend Hillary Rosen, a political consultant who is a lesbian. Rosen expressed frustration that so many mainstream political figures opposed legalized same-sex marriage, and she challenged Clinton to speak out for a community that had strongly supported her. So she's saying, like, the LGBTQ really supports Hillary Clinton. We want you to support. And Clinton refused. And Wow. Quote, I'm struggling with how we—this is what um, she said? Clinton told her friend. I'm struggling with how we can support this with a religious and family context. Because she's Rosen, politically driven. She's Rosen to safe face. R- recalled Clinton telling her. Clinton just wanted to know the best way to explain the position. That's what she explain said. Explain her position of not that I, supporting? When I read that, explain the position. Clinton just wanted to know the best way to explain the position, which I read that as like a kind of like a left like softball for Clinton of just mm-hmm. being like, ah, oh, she didn't like know kind of how to do it in the context. Yeah. And I'm like, well, where's the woman that doesn't That's give a leading fuck the about fucking, it and yeah. is just like, this is the way. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like- like, don't think about, oh, how does this fit? If you're a real leader, you fucking stand up for that shit no matter what. Exactly. And then you got to be, like, humble and progressive enough to be like, the fact that religion is what's stopping this is stupid. Yeah. And, like, and be speak able to out say that. that. Don't be a pussy because you think that but now don't... Christians aren't going to vote for you. Yeah. Or support you. Like, fucking grow a sack. Yeah, exactly. Nobody has balls. Uh, the exchange was painful for Rosen, who had known Clinton since they worked on children's issues in the 1980s. We took it personally, Rosen said. You try not to because it's politics, but in this case, the politics is personal. So she's saying, like, yeah, it was political that Clinton didn't want to take this because, like, the country mm-hmm. wasn't ready for it. But I'm like, well, where are the women leaders that were ready for that it? That are like, we need to be ready like for you it. Like, I, w- I want a docuseries in a, about someone who's been about this their whole life. And you was, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, we need leaders who why were about we- it. We need, we need a lesbian president. Yeah, like why are we That's what putting, it takes. That's what we need. Why we need a lesbian we, president. 100%. Why are we putting on a on a pedestal this woman who only changed her opinions when it was advantageous Because she's already in power. To she's closest opinions. to power. Exactly. Like so why are we fucking blowing her still through all this? Yeah. Why can't we look at her for what she is? An average moral human being at best who happens to be super successful and powerful. Yeah. That's what she is. At the end of the day, on a moral level, she's at best mo- middle ground. She's uh, not this like savant, like beautiful, amazing. Rosen like, remains a Clinton friend and supporter, saying, "I know her heart is in the right place." And and Clinton eventually got where her friends wanted her to go through a change of heart. Came when the political risk had disappeared. Wait, can you repeat that? I apologize. Um, and Clinton eventually got where her friends wanted her to go, though her change of heart came when the political risk had disappeared. So her change yeah, of heart exactly. of like, oh, I'll support gay rights now is when it was like publicly acceptable for her public figure, like what she looked like in the public eye that was socially acceptable to most people. So this person is exactly, not- Exactly, dude. And people I, It's hard at, for me to look at this woman and be like, she's a leader in civil rights because she was late to the party. Yeah, dude. It's Get like, a leader of civil rights in the forefront. That's yeah, where it should be. That The people that support her like that are the same people, and they and rightly so, that shit all over Dick Cheney. If you remember, Dick Cheney's daughter was a lesbian, and because, I don't know if it was the wife or, or him that was running for a certain position, but they had to run with the narrative of they're against gay marriage. They had to do that because of the right-wing party. That was their stance on it, and their daughter was gay. And people would, were, like, shitting all over him, which he should have. That was shitty, but she did the same fucking thing. Their narrative didn't fit. That didn't fit the right mm-hmm. narrative, so he couldn't support it. But and my question does, is that like that doesn't make you a good dude. And my question is like, all right, if I was like still in support of Hillary, 
during this. And like, I did see her as like, what's the argument there that well, I it's, guess it's maybe it's, same maybe like it's now like with because Trump. she has power. It's like, well, maybe she was like trying to stay in power and this is kind of how she had to do it to stay in power to eventually get to a place where she could let those in. But I'm still like, yeah. in 2013? Dude, that's so recent. That's so it's, recent. And it's, it's kind of similar to what's happening now with Trump, dude. It's like, you know, people say, if you vote for Trump, you're a racist because people think Trump's racist. But really, uh, more often than not, they're probably just voting on like one or two issues that tr- they think Trump is going to help them out with. Whereas with Hillary, it's like, oh, she was against gay marriage. Like, wh- how can well, you, you vote for you her? You have to factor in the fact that there are absolutely racists in America that 100%, are using Trump the, to like enable there. I feel you. But yeah. I'm just saying the principle yeah. on that level, is, it's similar. So I get why people would still vote for her, but like at the end of the day, why are we still giving her this like sick platform and like I just praising think that her? And she's she, on the fucking Daily Show, like give that me a break, that right bro. there. It's just give me a break. she didn't come out until it was like good for her. Yeah, and she's she's not in the thing now is that she's not in power. She isn't. She's not anything, right? I don't know. Right? She, is she, is she, she thing? Does she have any? She's nothing. So what are we doing? She's She's not just running the foundation. I'm assuming. Is she going to run for office again? Is she going to stay? I think if she runs for office, honestly, with all the things that are coming out, like I think that's so irresponsible. But I'm just saying, like, setting herself up for a nightmare, dude. Bill Clinton doesn't go around talking anymore. I wonder why, bro. I know, but I'm saying (laughs) people think he bucks kids. I know. I wouldn't show my face in public either. But why is his his wife that didn't stand for great shit either still getting platforms? Exactly. I straight up saw, for the first time ever, I saw Hillary Clinton get interviewed by Trevor Noah on The Daily Show, and I was just like, I don't, I just wish that there was, I'm down to listen to females, but I wish it was someone who stood a for good shit. human. Yeah. Like, that's what, that was also a tough thing with the 2016 election. It was like, you don't want a woman president. It's like, no, I just don't want this woman president. Yeah. Like, I would love a woman president. Please give us a yeah, woman president, Yeah, I'm so bro. down for a woman president. We need president. a change. We need that shit. But just not this one. She sucks. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. She's the she's, baby. She's the of the babies. <laughs> <laughs> and she wears faces, bro. Yeah. For the love of God. The I'm problem is also now. that whoever. The second I said that, I yeah. started sweating. Because <laughs> you could feel the government <laughs> coming in. Yeah, the FBI is in that tree. <laughs> They're in our headphones. The bird drones are out. I just think that, I don't know. I, I, I would love to know what. I would love to know what a Hillary supporter would say to the fact that she didn't support I would love these to things. hear that too. I want to know why you still support that person. I would like to hear it too. Is it because she has such a big platform and she's using it now for good? She's always had a platform, man. Yeah, it's like Secretary of State. Twitter was still around. Secretary of State. You're yeah. not like some nobody. You're not some like intern in the White House. You're the Secretary of fucking State. Like you're up there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would love to hear that too. You know? Shit. You know, that's why I never commit fully to a candidate and like love them because I'm like, they suck too. Like everybody sucks. Like I'm not trying to get behind this and then have to explain. Where are the my, honest people at? Yeah, where are the honest people at? I want somebody to eight mile. I want somebody to like literally be rabbit eight mile their Dude, election. Like tell I them always all the say that. Be like, yo, I've said that I so fucking, many times. I all the terrible things. I blacked out, I blacked out and threw up. Then I fucking did this. Then I cheated on my wife this one time. We talked about it. We went through counseling. It was fine. Just so you know, like, tell me everything. Yeah. And then tell me what you want to do with our country. I like, want to know who the fuck dude, is leading my country. That shit. Seriously. I don't know why. Like, I really don't know why that's not a political strategy. It, like, I know all the shit about you say against me, whatever that line is. Yeah. 
Like seriously, seriously, wear that. Take the Everybody words. Everybody from the three one three. Put your hands <laughs> in the air now. Follow me. <laughs> seriously, seriously, bro. Say all the shit that you think that person's gonna say against you. Yeah. Like if Joe Biden was like, yeah, I know everyone thinks that I uh, I don't have a brain and blah blah blah. Like, admit what people think about you. Mm-hmm. Because it's honest. Like it and, is. A, and, I am. I want Joe Biden to be president because I don't want Trump to run the country anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, is this dog good? Yeah. Like, give me something. A I said reason this. To, I like, said this yesterday. Joe Biden's 79 years old. No, he's 77. Whatever. He's 77 years old. What percentage of 77 year olds are working in the workforce right now? Maybe five percent. Dude, maybe five percent. I think we're forgetting. By the way, like 77 isn't that that old. Like my nonna is 80. And she's way more mentally there and like quick and sharp than Joe Biden is. Like she's fucking witty and quick and like my you've met knowing that she's fucking nuts. Well, but there's also yeah, Trump but it's is a only spectrum. three years it's younger a spectrum, than him. Though. Yeah. Oh, seventy-seven. But my point is, I've met some seventy-seven-year-olds. My point year olds. is, for a seventy-seven-year-old, Biden seems really old for yes. a seventy-seven-year-old. He looks so like that's a, he, why I think the argument I is like he Biden, might not be good. I look at him like patient because I, dude, I hang out with old people all the time. Yeah. I know how to identify an old person that's just like lost it or, a, or like no like someone who still got it mm-hmm. and someone who just doesn't really you know mm-hmm. got it that much and it's just like oh he's a little spacey and i'm like it's like that's not spacey he just forgot what he was saying mid-sentence, yeah. bro. he's sober <laughs> like i hit it i smoke a joint and i forget what i'm saying mid-sentence that's a different story yeah this guy's running for president so but what i was saying was joe biden is 77 years old what mm-hmm. percentage of 77 year olds work not a lot. Not a lot. You're usually is, hopefully retired is, by 75. Why is the, you know, the 3% of 77-year-olds that are working, why is one of them the president of the United why States? Why are all of them politicians? Yeah. Why are all, I would I would fair to that, say Dude, the age of con- the age of the US government has never been higher than it is right now. Really? The average age of con- like people in power is like I, uh, it's never been and we've never older. needed it's more. never been older. We've never needed more the new generation to be in well, power. Well, you know why? It's hard to get into Congress cuz it's it's, it's, well, corrupt, it's also bro. hard it's hard to get booted from congress like you have to really like they make their own salaries i i'm assuming they fire themselves i don't i mean how do you i don't know i don't know politics well enough but quit it doesn't or you die don't you what it's like quit or die yeah it's like it's like being a priest you like take a life oath of being a congressman it's ridiculous four-year terms it should be it should be Maximum terms like the, I don't know how the president cycles every four years and then we have to deal with some other schmo But like the people who are really making the decisions just stay Can we fucking get on to what's happening here people the fucking government's behind everything <laughs> The CIA It's fake. It's all fucking fake. It's all fake. We're living in North oh, Korea. Shit. None of us realize till now Dude, this is North Korea. It's North America Korea. Yeah. Oh man, probably except we have freedom and shit, but Barely, do we? Maybe it's perceived freedom. It's a perceived They're freedom. They're funneling us to do what they want us Dude, to do. Dude, we all they, work we for think the it's cor- free will, but it's not, Until bro. you make enough money to be like, we're all f- making money to be free. Yeah. Like, I'm not free. I'm a slave to corporate right now. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say slave. I'm sorry. Well, you, we know what you mean. Don't yeah. worry. It's okay. You know I'm apologetic. We know exactly what you're okay. Don't be super apologetic. It's okay. I <laughs> Dylan think O'Keefe we, gets canceled. I think- <laughs> Saying the words like Dude, that's another thing. We don't have a network or a huge audience. I don't think we could technically get canceled. No way. Yet. 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 Honestly, waiting for the day it's possible to get canceled. Looking for that success, baby. Knocking on the door. Knocking on the door. Couple more death threats, baby, and we're yeah. cruising oh, along. Yeah. Dude, we're one, we're like four to seven death threats away from like a big break. I yeah, think. yeah, exactly. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's start saying some shit. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think of something ridiculous to say. <laughs>
<laughs> couple more death threats and we're cooking. Dude, baby. we're cooking with gas. Cooking with Get gas. the people, give the people what they don't want and then reap the benefits yeah. of the publicity. And then we'll switch the narrative back to normality. Exactly. Just change completely, just like Hillary. <laughs> What's good for us in this moment, yeah. then let's just change it all. Oh, I, I'm understanding politics now. I get it. <laughs> Holy shit. We the just got to give dude, it. But the difference is, is that- We our, just have to forget who we are. Our intention, <laughs> though, <laughs> we just have to buy ourselves out. Yeah. Our intention, though, is always good. We have such good intentions. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick. No. I'm just trying to be a nice guy. And if you can't see that, that's a you problem. Why can't we all just- If everyone was just nice, I know that's some hippie shit. No, it's true. Hate's out. I know out. that's some shit. Anger's out. Anger's out. It. Hate is out. Love everyone. Love everybody. Love everyone. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Honestly, though, I hate a lot of people. Like, love everybody until they give you a really good reason to, to just, hate them. And then you don't and have to hate them. Just hate dis- them. Yeah. And, no, then just disregard them. Yeah, and then just don't talk to them. You know, delete them on Facebook. People just look for a reason to get angry, and I think that's unhealthy. People love getting angry. People love getting angry. Adrenaline, dude. It's stupid. That's, people love. That's why people watch the news all day. They just love getting jacked up about their opinions and shit. I think people are so so unhappy with like their day to day life. That's Especially like, right now, you need something to get ever. angry at. Like mm. you can't get angry at your boss because you got to take that shit to make the money. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got a job. It's like a someone's, release. Someone's a dick to you. You can't be. So then you project that out in the world mm. because it's you the could, chain take screaming. It nine to five, you're taking shit. Mm. So like five, you're not yeah, taking. Just go home. You're not your taking wife. anymore. Like, is that, like it's still not justified. That's what the, that. But that's like what people do. Yeah. That's like an emotional intelligence thing. I think Bill Burr said, yeah, you just go home, you kick the dog, and you go to sleep. <laughs> like shit like that. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. Now. <laughs> yeah. But I guess to not have anger, you'd need like good options. Dude, the answer- How do you to, get rid of anger? You get rid of anger by, with education. Amen. The, like education is the power. Is uh, There's power in education and all, knowledge. All the power is in knowledge. Knowledge. And, yeah. Because if you understand everything, if you understand where people are coming from, you can't get mad at them for it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. God, we're fucking smart. Man. Yeah. Let's end there. I'm, yeah. I'm really hot. I'm sweating like a fucking oh, greased wait. pig. All right. Love y'all. Peace. Hope you learned something. Yeah. And uh, stop getting angry at each other. Love you. Peace. <laughs>